Blog Talk Radio. Do you believe that America has become too politically correct? Von Wehunt speaks truth to power. Do you see the coming of our political and economic demise? Von Wehunt speaks bluntly about the need to correct America's course quickly. And now, broadcasting from the Eagle's Nest, a man who makes no excuses for putting America first. Here's your host, Von Wehunt the Barbarian. America, welcome one and all to the show. Epic episode 195 tonight with a show theme, Should America Invade Mexico? Well, should it? We're getting a lot of problems from down under. Our show date tonight is uh, February 22nd, 2024 AD. Glad you're all here tonight. Wow. Big week, big show. We have a lot of ground to cover. As always, the news is coming at us fast and furious. The unraveling of it is uh, just amazing. I'm telling you, it's getting uh, crazier by the day. Well, we welcome you all to Animal House. We are all the deplorables. We welcome you all tonight. And so here it is. What is the worst fraternity on this campus? That would be hard to say, sir. They're each outstanding in their own way. I got their disciplinary files right here. Who dumped a whole truckload of fizzies into the swim meet? Who delivered the medical school cadavers to the alumni dinner? Every Halloween, the trees are filled with underwear. Every spring, the toilets explode. You're talking about Delta, sir. Of course I'm talking about Delta, you twerp! This year it's going to be different. This year we're going to grab the bull by the balls and kick those punks off campus. What do you intend to do, sir? Delta's already on probation. They are? Yes, sir. Oh. Then as of this moment, they're on double secret probation. Double secret probation, sir? There is a little-known codicil in the Faber College Constitution which gives the dean unlimited power to preserve order in time of campus emergency. Find me a way to revoke Delta's charter. You live next door. Put Niedermeyer on it. He's a sneaky little just like you, right? The time has come for someone to put his foot down. And that foot is me. Well, there you have it. We are the deplorables. We are the Delta fraternity. We are the uh, the uh, animal house on the radio. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. We are a big variety show. 
We try to cater to people, but we don't always succeed. I have always said, I'll say it again tonight, this show is not for everyone. If this show is not for you, please change the dial. We're cool with that. We do welcome all of our new listeners. And after the monologue, we'll take calls at 563-999-3437, our VIP line, of course. It's a new year, a new beginning, of course. We're, we're now rolling into February, almost March, tail end of winter. I love winter in Arizona, beautiful time of the year. Well, you know, if they can't call you a deplorable or a Nazi, they'll call you a domestic terrorist, right? Sure they will. Well, the Von Wien Show is here to counteract all that. We are the radio reactionaries on the uh, big-time radio here on Blog Talk, biggest internet radio station on planet Earth. We will talk tonight about the uh, failure to launch in more ways than one tonight, rest assured. We always have great talk current events, geopolitics, where we war game it all from Valhalla Studios here in the high mountains of Arizona. Come one and come all, I always say, the real party has just begun on the airwaves. Well, Gab, I'm on there every single day, but, you know, to be honest, uh, GAB.com, for those of you in Apache Junction, um, I have to block about two people a week on Gab who just attack the show or who are out of control. And I don't mind. I've blocked well over 110 people on the Gab. Why they do this, I don't know. They seem to be on the same side. This is why I jokingly say the right wing will never win because the right wing is too busy infighting. <clears throat> They're too busy getting mad at each other, or you didn't say this, or you didn't say that. They whine and bitch too much. I tell people all, all the time, look, man, if you don't like what I post, keep scrolling. Uh, you'll find something you like. Well, this show isn't, and my Gab page is, is not here to cater to you and your specific uh, one single issue kind of a guy. Uh, stop whining out there about posts you don't like. A lot of you guys do not know how to use the frickin' Internet. The Internet is for scrolling. It's for looking. It's for searching. It's for exploring, if you will. It's not meant that you sit there lazy and you pull up a post and you go, I don't like it, and I'm going to go, oh, that's the Von Lee show. I'm going to go write them back. I mean, look, I don't mind somebody being clever, and I love good uh, comebacks, but when you attack the show, it's crossing the line, and I simply will tell them to go F off, and I'll block them, and I move on. I don't want to spend my precious time arguing with fools online or people that get mad or you didn't say this in that one post. And then I talked to one guy. This is what I told him. I said, I told one guy tonight, right before the show. It's pretty funny. I will post what I like, and I don't give a flying fuck what you like. Capiche? My show may not be for you, as I post many things on my show on the Radio Variety Show Hour. <clears throat> I, I said you sound furious in your retort to my post. Relax out there. Relax, man. You're never, ever going to see every post that you like here or anywhere else. 
stop your bitching and whining. Of course I am Jew-aware. You obviously haven't been reading many of my posts, and you don't even follow me. So there. And why do you even stop for a minute and care? And write back, you are not an expert on my Gab page if you don't even follow me. As for Obama, yes, he is behind Biden. This, this is pretty obvious. Are there Jews in charge beyond that? Sure there are. And I've noticed that before, my friend. If you don't like what I post, then I recommend you learn how to use the Internet and keep scrolling and exploring until you find something you really like. That's all. That's all, buddy. Have her neck punk again. These people are out there, and they get their noses bent out of joint. Pun intended. I'm not sure who they are, but it is bizarre. Another thing. It's okay to bring up the Jews, but don't be a single-issue guy where every post has to be about the Jews. That gets old, too. We're aware that they're out there. We know they're a cabal. We know they're in all these power positions. You don't have to rub it in. Just kidding. My thing is, yeah, bring them up when it's appropriate, but don't let your life be dictated. I'm tired of hearing people on the right say, I can't get ahead because there's some Jews in New York. I can't get ahead because there's some Jews here. Or there's some, look, look, look. Let's scroll. Let's uh, keep on scrolling here <laughs> on uh, the radio heroes. You are responsible for your own life. And if no one's told you that, I'll tell you here on this show. Uncle Vaughn will tell you. Start a business. Start doing what you want to do. Don't, don't ever say, I can't do something in the real world because there's some Jew, Mr. Goldstein, sitting up there in New York City, New York City, or D.C. Don't let them dictate to you. They already have enough power. Don't let them get into your mind that deep. Start your business. Start your family. Move where you want to go. Start doing things like that where you're proactive. Don't sit there and whine and bitch. You haven't applied for a job in two weeks yet. I've got no money because there's a Jew in New York living really well, and I'm not. I'm getting tired of hearing those comments. Don't ever let them, I've told you before, don't let the turkeys get you down. Don't let them demoralize you. They're experts at demoralizing you. Do things on your own. We're well aware and we're racially aware on this show. Very well aware and Jew aware of all of them in Hollywood and D.C. And a lot of these, my God, they're overrepresented for being 2% of the population. Unbelievable. Immigration has destroyed this country. But once again, a lot of these same people say, they'll be on the Internet saying the great replacement theory, but I don't see much replacing going on. Where's all the replacing, huh? Did some of these guys, I would ask them, do you have a girlfriend? No. Are you making babies? No. Do you have a girl that you want to date? No. Uh, but you're on the Internet talking 24-7 about the great. No, we're aware of the great replacement. My point is more of a truth than just. you got to also try to make your life better. And, again, that's up to each. I always say each man to his own devices. But just keep these things in mind. That's what I mean when I say be a happy warrior. you got to 
fetch for yourself in life. You got to do things for yourself, but don't let some Jew in New York dictate to you your happiness level. Okay? Yeah, we're aware of it. Yeah, it pisses us us off. Our government's off the rails. We're armed and ready for anything. Yeah, it's serious. Yeah, it is. But if you walk around 24-7, uh, gnashing of teeth, and you're going nuts, and you're not even doing anything for yourself, but bitching and moaning and whining, I said this before, the life loves a winner, and life does not tolerate a man who bitches and moans and whines constantly about things that are out of his control. I've told you before, all these stupid immigration laws and all these things were done way before we were even born, or a flicker in our dad's eye, if you know what I mean, when he met your mother, okay? These things were already done. The die was cast. We even inherited a complete effing mess, just the truth of the matter. And I'm not here to tell uh, you, yeah, the reason why you don't have anything or you can't buy that truck or is because of Mr. Goldstein. No, I would, I, I, I would tell you, I've told you before, get two jobs, work hard, F them, and make money and get ahead. There's no other way, man. Because right now we, we know the um, cards are stacked against us, but you've got to persevere through it all. you got to persevere through this crap. And I know what a lot of you guys are going through. I know it's frustrating. I know it's annoying. I get it. More than any other radio host in the nation. I get you. Loud and clear. But keep in mind, my Gab page, or even this radio show, we're not here to cater to one person's, you know, single issue. And some of you guys, too, if they're not bringing up Jew on every post, they wig out. Why didn't you bring it up? Well, I said, have you read the last 20 posts? Well, no. Then shut the fuck up. If you haven't read something, you don't know what the F you're talking about. Uh, look, this isn't, this isn't rocket science. A lot of you guys, oh, we love our audience, but some of the people on Gab and other websites, they just wig out. They're, some of you guys are really wound up tight, and I've told you before. You're never going to get ahead being that way. You've got to relax a little bit. Even the Fuhrer himself went to Burkitt's in to relax. I rest my case. Hung out with Ava Brown. Hung out, had cocktails and friends over. A lot of photographs of him playing with the dog on the terrace, talking about, you know, attacking Russia and the commies. Of course. Look, everything is done in its own time. And I'll get off my soapbox, but these things happen all the time to the show. This show is on a roll and on a tear, and we have no time to deal with Internet trolls, radio trolls, or these people that, that just I call them a succubus. They suck the time like a vampire out of your precious moments of the day, right? Well talking about Nazis. There were the Nazis who marched in Nashville, Tennessee last weekend. We'll get into all that. I promise you. We'll get into the uh, thought, my rhetorical question, the theme of the show. Should America invade Mexico? Well, they're invading us. I say two can play at that game. Don't forget America's already invaded Mexico before, and our Marines marched in Mexico City. Don't ever forget that on a few occasions. 
Well, if the Democrats steal another election in, in November, there is no doubt that will be Obama's fourth term to destroy America. Obama is behind Biden. Are there other people? Of course there are. We're always talking about them. But let's just keep things simple for a moment. Obama pulled the strings on puppet Biden. He's still there in D.C. He's never left D.C., folks. He has that house up in Martha's Vineyard, but he's never there. And by the way, their their chef died mysteriously last last year. I'll let you uh, Google that one for yourself. That's another rabbit hole. But I I can see America in the future. I can see America in my crystal ball. I am the Nostradamus of the radio airwaves. And by the way, um, we love Contra Radio. Uh, we're on there a lot. We're getting a ton of hits from Contra Radio. And by the way, to, to get there, it's crn.best. But in a future school book, in America's not-so-distant future, they'll say this about our time. During his presidency, Joe Biden implemented an open border policy with the approval of Congress, thousands of migrants entering the United States daily. The number of migrants that have entered the U.S. illegally since Biden took office is easily in the millions. The invasion has put immense pressure on frontline states. Yeah, it's going to be in a textbook. It's going to come out and say, yep, it was all part of the plan. Driving around town here in Phoenix and Scottsdale. Uh, and all, all this is going on all over the nation. Maybe you noticed it. I want you to tell me if you have. Why is every KFC being knocked down and made into a Taco Bell? I mean, we have one KFC left uh, where I know where there's one here in the North Valley, but two have been knocked down, and I drive by, and there's, yep, another Taco Bell. Como? Como, senor? Tacos, tacos, taco ticos. Como? Como, senor? Big landscaper trucks out front. Do we need more landscapers, more low-skilled workers in them? Do we need them by the millions? No, I don't think so. But they're making all these Taco Bells. Well, it's it's showing you that the white colonel, the Kentucky colonel, is going by the wayside, slow but sure. And what's moving in? The Hispanic Taco Man, Taco Bell, is going to grow like wildfire, especially out here in the southwest. But this is going on all over the country. Talk to my friends back east, Midwest, up in Idaho and Oregon. Northern California, et cetera. What's going on? It's just annoying that they get rid of the colonel. And they were trying the hybrid thing for for a while. They had the the restaurant was divided in half. You had like half KFC and half Taco Bell. But now they're just they're just saying, "Screw you, Colonel! Get out of here! <laughs> we're gonna bring in the Taco Bell." And uh, it's amazing, but uh, that's what's going on, slow but sure. Uh, if you notice it, I want to hear about that tonight, too. I'm your Generation X host, and your far-right host, America. Anything right right now that's uh, left to center is far-right in America. So I can claim that moniker since the whole nation's going into soft communism, Marxism, drip by drip. If you get a chance, like I said, go to Contra Radio, check them out. 
You're, you're going to like it. It's pretty good stuff. It's just in. We can now call the 2024 presidential race for Joe Biden. This morning, an emboldened China invades Taiwan. Financial markets are in free fall as 500 regional banks have shuttered their doors. Border agents were overrun by a surge of 80,000 illegals yesterday evening. Officials closed the city of San Francisco this morning, citing the escalating crime and fentanyl crisis. Who's in charge here? It feels like the train is coming off the tracks. Yeah, the train is coming off the tracks, no doubt about it. Um, we want to thank the Irish Pirate tonight for his uh, fun packs that came in for the show. We appreciate him working diligently, hard behind the scenes in the studio to deliver us some more good audio and music, things like that. We've got quite the playlist now on the show. Well, looking at America, America with a K, what we are witnessing is a full-dress rehearsal for a full-on civil war in my book we've talked about it before on this show we've war gamed it we're trying to avoid it because i know innocent people and our and our people get shot up in civil war we don't want it but i think the powers that be want it and it's only going to get much worse over time we have a pie in the sky stock market you know, 36, 38,000 points, way up there. It's almost going to hit 40,000 points, and it's going to crash at some at some point here. Uh, the big money, uh, if you haven't noticed, is already cashed out. Jim Bezos of Amazon's cashed out like four billion in stock. He's got four billion extra dollars in cash, as long as his fiat currency is good. But of course, they buy assets. That's how you get rich. I'll tell you a little secret. Buy assets, buy homes, buy maybe a classic car, buy things like gold and silver, maybe anything that holds value. You know, guns will lose value once you're shot, but you can always get some money out of them. Anything that holds value is what the rich people buy. And stocks have held value for quite a while. Now, I'll be honest with you, in the stocks, I can remember when I owned some stock, and it was 18.5. And I thought, man, when we hit 20, it's probably going to crash. And I said, then again, it could go to 30 or 40. I went, I don't know. The fundamentals weren't worth it. This is like 2010 and 12 stuff, you know, 10, 12 years, years ago. And I sold as when the market was 18.5, I think it was around 2015 or 14. I didn't have much, but I sold what I had, sold my positions, and never went back in. And I, but it's just, you know, and that's, hey, that, that's the way it works. I've told you before, they're really good at kicking the can down the road. While I was out, the market doubled. Isn't that funny? So the market can thank me for doubling. <laughs> Wow, but yeah, the market's literally doubled. Um, can it go higher? It can. Can sure. It's all based on air. It's like radio waves. How do they get to? Uh, how do we have listeners in Latvia now? Thank you, Latvia. Thank you, Romania. Eastern Europe loves this show, and they we are growing like crazy in Eastern Europe. Eastern Europa. 
our white brothers and sisters over there, they love the show. We get their comments. They love the, the promos, and they laugh, and they love the music, and they love to hear the Americans. They love our banter because we shoot from the hip on this show. No censor here. Well, taxes are going to increase to pay off the ever-increasing national debt and to squeeze you even more, Mr. and Mrs. America. Did you know the national debt is about, oh, 30, uh, $35 trillion, if you add everything up and growing? Because no government wants their people to be truly happy, as they always love that, ooh, that gritty tension in the air, don't they? They like that. They, they like you to be tense and pissed off and angry. I know it sounds counter to what you think you know. You think, well, why does the government want people? Why doesn't the government want everyone to be happy and productive citizens? Well, you've watched too many movies. They really don't. They are, they are satanic themselves. Many of them are demonic. And if they're angry and miserable, they want you to be angry and, and also miserable because never forget, misery loves company. Misery loves company. They don't want to be miserable and see you with a smile on your face. Screw that. So the government always does things to piss you off on purpose, by design. Like the border, for example. They know America wants a, a safe and secure border. They're never going to give it to you. It's never going to happen. Forget it. I don't care what Abbott does. Nothing's happening in, in Texas. A lot of talk, a lot of bluster, very little action. I said it before. Well, God forbid, it's only a matter of time before a nuclear bomb will be dropped or detonated on the United States somewhere at some point. God forbid. And we don't want this. But with all the nuclear proliferation out there or, or a false flag by our own government, and don't say they wouldn't do it to impose martial law to get more control over the country. I don't put anything past the deep state, literally nothing. On the track we are on now, there will never be, in my view, another Republican president. Because the Democrats won't allow it, their deep state will not allow it, and they have perfected their cheating mechanisms and the rhinos in Congress and the governorships absolutely refuse to do anything anywhere to combat this in the real world. Again, they talk a big game, very little action. Will Trump save the day? Well, many people think he will. Many people think he's ordained by God. He's one of God's messengers at this crucial moment in, in history, in the world, you know, that's about to convulse and go into major turmoil or World War III. I hope they're right. I would love for them to be right. I would love nothing more than right now. Though, I mean, it's, again, this isn't saying Trump is the greatest. He's not my messiah. But one, one thing I do like about him is, though I don't agree with everything he does, he does shake things up. He'd be a hell of a lot better than what we have now. You're never going to get what we want up there anyway, just face facts. It's never going to happen. I'm going to write a book someday called Things That Will Never Happen in the Real World. Well, it's a, in my view, it's a very slim margin for Trump to win. The deep state, I take them at their word when they say Trump will never walk in the Oval Office again. 
Would they assassinate him? I wouldn't put it past him. Would they poison him? wouldn't put it past him. Would they cheat on him? Definitely. Well, in this country, we hope Trump can overcome all of that. We really do. But in, in this country, it will, it will soon be illegal to misgender someone the way we're going in our, quote, unquote, great society. If you dare say you support a Republican in the near future or even Trump or that you were once a MAGA guy, the militant leftists will throw you in a Soviet-style gulag or prison, and all of your assets will be confiscated by the government. Get ready for the media to never report on more things that really happen. And reports like the Kansas City Super Bowl parade shooter, who was a holy and anointed migrant, allegedly from Venezuela, you're not going to hear about those stories. All allegedly, of course, right? Everything is always allegedly in America today. It's wild. Getting wilder, I'm telling you. Von Wehunt speaks truth to power. Von Wehunt speaks bluntly about the need to correct America's course quickly. No excuses for putting America first. Von Wehunt, the Barbarian. Thursday at 8 p.m. The Von Wehunt Show. Conversation and analysis of breaking news, geopolitical events, politics, history, and some fun, too. Von Wehunt is an astute observer of the human condition. Von Wehunt will cut through the political correctness and speak bluntly about the social, political, and economic demise taking place in America and around the world. Von Wehunt is a nationalist who, without shame, puts America first. Von Wehunt, the Barbarian. Thursday at 8 p.m. You're damn right, the Barbarian's here. I am your General Von Vihunt and the Barbarian of the Radio Airwaves, front and center. Well, the number of migrants that have entered the United States illegally since Biden took office is easily in the millions. And let this mainstream Lugenpressa tell you differently. The invasion has put immense pressure on all states, especially border states like where Gunslinger lives out there in Texas and uh, out here in Arizona, uh, where some people still talk like this. I love that. I love that. Uh, <laughs> that slang and the accent. Well, we welcome you all to our very powerful radio show tonight and every week. We don't need to be the biggest show. We're not trying to be the biggest show. People go, aren't you trying to get more market share? Well, yeah, but we do it in our own way. We're not going to cut. We're not going to be kissing people's ass on the Internet who attack the show. If you attack the show, screw you. I block him and move on. We have no time for that stuff. We're always, we're like Patton's tanks, damn it. We're always moving forward. We're always in motion. Like Patton said, I don't pay for the same real estate twice. We're moving, moving, moving. Always moving forward. Well, we know that white liberal Democrats, I've always said, are the are total idiots, and they are the worst offenders. You get a white liberal Marxist Democrat, and they are more dangerous in the halls of Congress or the bureaucracy than five or ten migrants. One white liberal Democrat, uh, we have to get we have to purge and get rid of them uh, and get them all fired and get them out of the government 
we have to do that. Otherwise, we're just never going to make it as a country. If Democrats steal another election in November, this coming fall, there is no doubt that that will be Obama's fourth term to destroy America. I'm telling you, could very well happen. Well, let's look at some show stats. Some of you uh, like to hear these every now and then. About once a month, I go over these things with you. Um, the top five countries that listen uh, are going to surprise you. Well, of course, United States. Estamos Unidos, senor. Got to start learning Spanish. We got all these millions of Spanish speakers. Mucho gusto. Como, senor? Como estás? Si. Dos cervezas, por favor. I can get I, I can get around if I need to in a, on a, in a border town. Where is your senoritas? That's what I want to know. Um, United States listeners, you know, we've always had an international audience with the show. So this show is always, we have always, since our day one here at KFNX, 1100 AM, we used to broadcast, we used to get calls from Denmark, uh, Croatia, Germany, UK, Canada, the Pacific Islands, you name it. And no other show got that but my show. My show is, I think people have bootlegged the show and they put it on ham radio and they put it on other platforms where it's just heard worldwide like crazy. Well, blog talk is good for that, too. But the United States, we have 84.11%. Our next big listener is South Korea. It's 5.75%. That's our military bases there, of course. We salute you all in the real military. Thailand is third at 4.47%. With all those um, Asian girls, me love you long time, Thailand. That's all the American and British expats sitting around listening to the show right now, having some drinks and some tea and crumpets high noon. When it's high noon in London, they'll be also drinking tea in Bangkok, Thailand. And they don't call it Bangkok for nothing, ladies. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, i got to watch myself. Canada, number four at 3.99%. In the island of Cyprus, where the beautiful, blonde, Aryan, European housewife was. And by the way, I'm going to probably have her on the show next week or this next month. We've got to get her back, back on for a Cyprus update. Cyprus is under siege by the mongrel hordes, and we're aware of it, and we know what's going on. Um, it's out there, man. It's out there. We will take calls after the monologue. Uh, don't, don't you sweat it. It's going to happen. Well, wars, wars, and more wars, and rumors of wars are out there. Biden's blowing inflation sky high because he wants to. He doesn't care about your pocketbook. I told you the Democrats love your misery. They love it when you're miserable. Love it. And, um, you know, look, for the past 40 years, I'll say it to you straight in America. The American economy has been a smokescreen, heavily rigged markets in financial manipulation. That's code for you know what. Compliments of the private Jewish Federal Reserve banking cartel. Whenever the money masters in Wall Street and around the world see that their financial Ponzi scheme is faltering or on the verge of failure, they flood the economy with stimulus money and migrants to distract you. Screw around with uh, and F around with your interest rates for homes and 
cars, and generally kick the can of collapse down the proverbial road. Every so-called recession since uh, the 1981-82 has not truly been the real thing as recessions have, well, they've come and gone, but they've effectively been outlawed by the powers that be. Monetary policy in this nation is such that the American, quote-unquote, free market economy is never truly allowed to correct itself naturally because the Ponzi protection team, the PPT, is always right there to rig it back up again so they can make the profits at your expense. Each time this happens, the bubble economy grows larger and larger, ever larger. Eventually, it will pop no matter how they try to rig it, And the longer they play the boom and bust game, the bigger and the crazier the inevitable bubble burst will be. And for that reason, that is why we tell you to prepare, prepare, prepare for any eventuality, whether it's an economic shakeup, dollar collapse, Chinese cyber attack, EMP, And by the way, we heard this week that the Russia launched a nuclear EMP, which is currently orbiting the Earth, allegedly, of course. And uh, it's there in case Russia gets attacked. They launched the rocket. This was the intel that I received. Orbiting the Earth. It can hit America at any time, and that's their insurance policy. NATO wants to gang up on mighty Russia. Look, America, hate to say it, never thought I'd say this, but if, if you look at the news really objectively, you know, I don't see Russia trying to uh, butt into our business as much as we're trying to butt into their business. Now, it never used to be that way. When I was a kid, might be Russia, the Soviets were into everything. Since they have collapsed, they're still communists. There's still a lot of Bolsheviks over there, don't get me wrong, but... Russia is more about Russia and their territory. Do they want more, of course, the natural inclination of all countries? But you, you can't say that the West is like an altar boy here either. They're always poking the Soviet bear. They're always effing with, with them. Operation Steadfast is about to go down in NATO, biggest exercise to rattle the cage of the Soviet bear. So there's a lot of high, high tensions around the world. There could be a flashpoint. Anywhere, at any one given time, and I've told you this, and markets could tumble, things could change overnight. God forbid we have some crazy false flag over in our country. An entire part of our country could be cordoned off, and they will not allow any food trucks in. They will not allow any supplies in. So I tell you, uh, the the authorities will stand down, and they'll block access to be anything. That's why you got to get your own stuff in your own possession now. Water, food, guns, ammo, weapons to protect yourself and your family, vehicles that work, hopefully during an EMP. I believe you should go if you find older vehicles below 1975. They don't have those chips that will go nutsoid and schizoid on you, and you should be able to use those. But a motorcycle, a bicycle, whatever. Um, Look. Um, all that stuff could come in handy 
uh, water purification tablets, for God, warm clothing. A lot of people, now I live in Arizona. This is a funny story. During the winter, it gets pretty cold here. Wake up to about 35, 40 degrees, pretty chilly. Sometimes even the high 20s. It'll warm up to maybe 45, 50 in the summer and January. Pretty chilly days. Um, but you see a lot of people in Arizona that are shivering, grown men shivering, wearing shorts and flip-flops like a bitch. And they're underdressed, but they want to be cool. A lot of them came from the Midwest. They go, I don't want to wear those big coats anymore. I grew up in Iowa or Michigan or Wisconsin. I gave them all to goodwill. Well, good for you, Sherlock. Now you're a grown man. <laughs> you're in front of me. Excuse me. And uh, you're shivering like a bitch. What's your problem? Can't you afford a coat? Oh, yeah, but I gave them all away. Why? Well, you know, you know, I moved here, so I thought it was always hot. Well, we have a hot summer. We're famous for our heat, but we have a cold winter, and it gets snow up in the Flagstaff and the North Country, lots of snow. So uh, we're a Rocky Mountain state, extremes of weather, not always hot. If you weren't always hot, you're in the wrong state. He says, why? I said, go to Miami. Miami is always hot and humid. Miami is where you need to be, not Phoenix, Scottsdale. New Mexico gets damn damn cold, too. Dry air will cut right through you. Anyway, I see this every year, and I see a lot of people who aren't prepped. And we're not trying to reach these people on my show. That We, we know they're goners. I'll be blunt. They're not going to make it. They're just not going to make it. I look at them like, hmm, okay, well, you'll be dead soon. Um, enjoy. Isn't that what they say when you walk into a Chili's and you sit down and the girl goes, she, she sits you and your date down and she and she's always has that smirk on her face. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, so I, see, I always tell these guys, well, enjoy your, uh, enjoy the afterlife. What do you mean? You'll be gone soon. You're not going to make it. What do you mean? I just walk away. You, if you don't know what I mean, I'm not here to school you. <laughs> you know, I'm not here to do anything like that. But we're so glad everyone's here tonight. We're so glad we, we're going to have a good show. I feel it. I feel the vibe. I feel the uh, power of our very powerful show. And uh, you've come to the one and only, often duplicated, but never imitated. We are the number one dominator on the air, America. You've reached the legendary, the infamous Savon Wehunt show. Time to crank it up. And started tonight with number one dominator.
Detroit, America, when you walk the streets, always know you listen to the Von Weehan Show, damn it, and you're the number one dominator. Love that. Well, let's get right to the phones. And I, we have a call here. I believe it's in North Carolina. Welcome to the Von Weehan Show. How are you doing tonight? Are you there? I'm doing all right. I'm here. I'm here. And uh, I'm always here. What's your name, but, sir? Uh, <laughs> Joe Gibson. How you doing? I thought it was Joe Gibson. How you doing tonight, man? Doing all right. <laughs> hanging in there, checking in with you. Seeing how seeing I how things are going. With you. Yeah. Well, I the appreciate you. Oh, man. We well, love having you. Oh, I'm sorry. Hmm? Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say the battle that you're talking about, the battle for the republic. Mm-hmm. You know, it really, just like you said, there's going to be a lot of chaff, I guess you could say, or or fodder, or how you want to call it, left behind. You know, in the masses that are going to be running to this. For the help, you know, to look for the authoritative figure to help them when things do crash, if they crash in our lifetime, which I think they will. I just can't see them keeping these bubbles and bubbles keep on, you know, these bubbles and bursts, inflation, deflation. Keep. I can't see them keeping this game going without some major event happening like worse than COVID and something where they're going to play with our money and uh, do some sort of digital uh currency or uh, some sort of reset with the economy. It just cannot. I mean, I was going to ask you your opinion on that. I mean, what type of time frame you think? I'm thinking within the next five years. But there's just no way they can keep this game going with the Federal Reserve and Central Banks. Mr. Gibson, I, you know what? It's such, a, it's such a pleasure to hear you uh, calling the show. I agree with you, man. I think it's going to be definitely in our lifetime. I think they are – I've heard too many rumblings and chatter. My ear is always down to the ground. And I think that there's going to be a big black swan event. Now, the thing that I've heard about is the powers that be are calling it the big event. And it could be military, it could be cyber, it could be economic, but there's going to be something to attack this nation to where it's going to just come to a, not a screeching standstill, but it's going to do enough damage like 9-11 where it will put people in shock. Now, a lot of our audience uh-huh. doesn't know that I do know this because I know some airline pilots that after 9-11 and especially after COVID, that most Americans don't know that the federal government gave billions of dollars to the airlines to, to fly empty planes around the nation um, to keep to uh, instill, you know, confidence. And the pilots yeah, yeah. told I heard me that, that we flew yeah. – we flew empty, empty frickin' planes for like a year after 9-11. And uh, see, Bush then could say, well, the planes are flying, see? They're flying. So you just hop on down to the airport and spend those dollars after they raided and robbed the, uh, you know, the Federal Reserve there and all those, uh, yeah. you know, the gold yeah. the was, was magically gone. Uh, and all the money. And then, of course, Mr. Silverstein uh, took out the insurance policy a week before. A little great timing. He's just brilliant. Yeah. He got another trillion dollars or, you know, money. <laughs> come on. I mean, it's just so yeah, obvious. Exactly. And we know what's going on. It, it was just a big money grab. And it, it, it accomplished many goals. But, again, this sure. is what they will do. They'll keep the economy going, in my book. And uh, now there are people today that say, that now I watch the stock market. I've I've got just very little money in it, but they say it's hit, it's going to be crashing big. Some say as high as eighty uh, percent. I say at least fifty. It could crash yeah, down to you know, fifteen yeah. to twenty thousand levels. Yeah, 
Um, well, real estate, though, I think still holds some. You know. Mm-hmm. You ever notice you can never find any paper money dated uh, tw- uh, later than 2017? Like there's no 2018s, 2019s, 2020s. There's no paper money with those dates. It's all 2017 and under. And you know if you knew that. Or you not, know I have heard that before. I have heard that yeah. before. It's eerie, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder. I can't figure that one out. I've been studying it, looking into it. You know, asking questions. I even called mm-hmm. the Federal Reserve live on my podcast. <laughs> what did they say? You know? What did they say? Uh, t- told me that I had no right to ever call them, and they don't deal with the public. <laughs> That's what really? she told me. Yeah, and, I, yeah, and I'll be dealt You with. have no right to call them. See what I mean? Yeah. See how arrogant they are? Well, they're, they're, they're yeah. a private bank, and they're partially right. They don't owe anybody anything. They don't owe us an explanation. They are the private bank that – our founding fathers fought against, and they are here like, screw you. We're going to print what we want. We're going to do what we want, and we don't yeah. care what you think in middle America. Yeah. Yeah. They, and the they, really, they got the power. Yeah. And, and if they the president do. gets out of line, they'll shoot him in the head, you know? I mean, that's what they're that's basically right. – that's what they did, you know? I mean, cause everyone knows. Come on. We know what happened. They killed JFK in broad daylight. I remind people sitting him by his wife in a nice Lincoln convertible. If they can do that in 1963, (laughs) that's right. Well, she was trying to pick up his brains, his his brain brain matter. (laughs) I mean, the poor the poor woman was trying to salvage her husband. I mean. Um, Don't look, they have it's her, like, like in a tower someplace, hidden? I mean, this is she like? Cause she never comes out and speaks. They, I mean, I, I, have you ever heard her be inter- interviewed? I mean, she's still alive, I think. Do you blame but her? I know. <laughs> I mean, she's going to get shot. <laughs> yeah, I guess. She I don't blame her a bit for being a recluse. Don't blame her a bit. I mean, she was a. I mean, she was the Kennedys. Again, this isn't. This is just. How our government works, they were warned, you know, uh, you know, we don't the, the the deep state was against the Kennedys. Now I never liked well, I got a kick out of it, but I hated his politics. And Robert was a little bit better, but I always liked JFK. JFK was the most conservative yeah. out of all three brothers. Yeah. I can see yeah, in, I agree. again, I'm glad he won. You know, yeah, they had mafia that brought him in and you know, Sam Giancana in the Chicago. I get it. But look, there's this cheating system has been going on for decades. But JFK was a good president, did a lot of good things in three years, and he was about to get us out of Vietnam. And he was yeah. about to uh, really throw the book at Israel. And yeah, he had a lot of enemies, yeah. man. Powerful, powerful Jews hated him. He did not want Israel to get the nuclear bomb. Uh, our powerful yep. bankers hated his guts because he wanted America to, to uh, get away from the Federal Reserve. In fact, he printed um, the greenback, which yep, he printed right. that most Americans don't know. He started to print a greenback. It was backed by gold and silver. And order one, the military. One, one, zero, one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and the generals wanted him killed because uh, he was going to get, and they weren't going to make billions and get kickbacks and, you know, suitcases full of cash, man. We all know. I mean, come on. The generals well, also uh, wanted to be on the board, you know, of, of a defense yeah. contractor. They retired, and, you know, money gets uh, spread around, put it that way. Yeah. 
Go ahead. Exactly. And that makes me wonder about here in North Carolina. You know, they don't want me in the office down here. It's clear they got the Jewish uh, there's a Jewish league down here. They said if I win Ooh. if I win in my district that they are challenging the Republicans not to allow me to take my seat in the House. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's how they Can operate. That? That's how they operate. Yeah. Yeah. They don't believe in democracy. They don't believe yeah. in any of that. It's all a bunch of BS. Guess what I keep telling you? It, it, they only believe in democracy if you support their program. If you don't, they don't believe in democracy. As what they told you, no, we will not let you take that seat. We don't care what the voters say. We're going to, uh, you know, make sure you never take take that seat. Now, that's not democracy. That's your not republic a republic. Dead. Your republic is dead. That's what they say. I know. You know they, they don't even come well, to right. restore our republic. Yeah. Well, they are. Our, they are, they are, they are correct. They're they. What I, what's funny about them is they're telling you the truth. They're saying the yeah. republic yeah. is dead. We run it. This is our show now. You play by our tune or screw you. We only let you have your guns. We only let you have your guns still. Don't worry. We can take them. We can have you register everything. And we and, and we don't have to confiscate. We'll just put the fear factor in you, you know? And and that's what they do. That's right. Shootings and everything else. Yeah. I mean, it's in my – we know that. You're awake. I'm awake. Most of your listeners are awake. We know we got the zombies out there, and if they hear your voice on, on the – they come in the chat room, and they come with the nonsense, you know, or uh, or mm-hmm. they can't – or their heads explode. You know, they're bubbleheads, I call them, you know. <laughs> I mean, we know that. But, and we're not going to wake any more up than really what we already have awake out there. But those of us that are awake, we've got to stay together. We've got to try to unify and stop selling each other out and stick together and stand up against this tyrannical regime that is going to destroy our country within the next few years. I mean, it's a fact. We see it. Coming down the pike, we've got to stay together. We have to. This isn't a conspiracy theory. We're not nuts talking like this. You can see it. Just look around. Look, compare 20 years ago to, to today. Would you ever thought of how things would be today compared to yesterday like that? Oh, no. I knew uh, it was know. coming, but not this fast. I knew, yeah. it was, I knew it would be in my lifetime. I thought it would be later in my lifetime. But, boy, yeah. it come up fast. All the globalism, New World Order, uh, the soft Marxism they're imposing on. Like your your case is a classic example. I've heard that from more than one candidate that is right of center, very good people. You're out there and uh, vote for Joe Gibson. Uh, You know, but the thing is, they are telling you the powers that be is we don't care if you win. Um, They're telling you right up front, we are going to tell your party to not seat you. And again, the yep. Republicans are, are, are weak cuts. They actually oh, ran yeah. George Santos out of office. No, again, I know he's a gay New York guy, but look, my point is the Democrats rally around their crappy candidates, or at least the ones that are marginal. The Republicans don't. They throw them oh, no. to the wolves. And well, now in Long yeah. Island, New York, you're going to have a Democrat's going to run. And that's what I've always said about the the Republican Party. When I was a kid, it meant something. You know, yeah. I'm dating myself here, but now it doesn't mean anything. It's really a joke. Now you it have is, to run is. as a Republican to get into office because no one else knows anything differently, right? But my point is, yeah, once you get up there, the guys are all a bunch of weak. You know, they 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 uh, they're they're dirty. So 
They take yeah. bribes. They're, they're yeah. the ones walking around in the shower shoes and the sandals. Yeah, and like exactly. Yeah, the weak ones. Yep. Unfair. Yeah, the weak Unclean. ones, shivering. They're scared. <laughs> they would. They would. They'll be. I had told that guy at, at the uh, at the Seven Eleven. Why don't you be a man and buy a coat? Look like a freaking man. <laughs> Little bitch, yeah. he's a grown yeah, man, yeah. and he wasn't homeless. Then he gets into his Lexus. He has money, but they think it's cool, hip, and trendy to not, you know, not dress for the weather. I don't know what that is in some guys. He didn't. If you're trying to be macho, you're not looking very macho when you're shivering in front of me, and I'm wearing a, a yeah. coat. It was like wearing 45 degrees last know. month. A tank top and those flip flops are what annoy me the most. Oh, I, can't flip. I don't want to see your ugly toes, dude. Okay, uh, women can wear those, but not men. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. it just doesn't look I good. Don't on like it's not a, it's in the not a good look, gym, you know. Yeah, when it's I'm not a good look. Shower, I don't like wearing. <laughs> you know? I wear real Romans, Roman sandals. I call them the leather kind. I can't stand that little thing between my toes. It just drives me nuts. Anyway, I'm, <laughs> I'm from I'm from ancient Rome. I can't. Yeah, I like to wear real men's stuff, man. And but yeah, but that guy is indicative of what you're going through. It's indicative of the uh, the the republic cucks, I call them. And folks, we're not bashing the right. The Democrat Marxists are a thousand times worse. That's a whole different oh, level. But the Republicans, they ship. talk a big game. Yeah, and then they basically, Joe, they, um, you know, they, uh, they're weak, and they always say, "Well, you know what, Joe, we lost that election, but by God, we stood by our principles." <laughs> we're, we're all supposed to clap. Wonder, we, yeah. right? We're the loser party, but we stood by our principles. Wonderful, wonderful. Why you lose more and more ground? They cede more and more territory, and then they're they're proud of it. They will tell you, well, yeah. Vaughn and Joe, we're we're the loyal opposition. We're not here to cause waves in D.C. We're here to get along and go along and make that money. Make well, we got forty grip. more. We got forty million more people that are not uh, that are against us that crossed over that border, you know. So we, that they're running around now. You really think we we're gonna win? I mean, come on. We're outnumbered now, in the, especially in the cities. By oh, there's not even a chance. You'll never see a Republican win one of these major cities across this country. Never again. No. Never. It'll always stay. It'll That's always why stay I said in my monologue. You'll never see a Republican president again. And that is what I it's designed for. I, I, will, I don't think we'll ever see one again. Uh, they'll talk a big game every four years. And I've told people before, get ready. I hate to say this for post-Trump America. He's not going to live forever. And the deep state can do anything. And once he's gone, Trump is right. Though he's no messiah, then they're going to come after us full, full tilt, baby. Yep. And yeah. they go, Trump's yeah. – they'll even laugh and go, Trump's gone. Ha, ha. Your hero's dead. Now what are you, you going to do, MAGA? You weak yeah, cunt. Re- now we're Reagan coming after coming you. <laughs> and they tell you. They tell you this. Yeah. They tell you. And they tell it to your face. And there's leftists on that, – that, I'm telling you, there's a war on the white man in this country. And they want to round up all the white males, heterosexual, on my show. And they want to put you in a in a education camp. 
They want to put you in yeah. a gulag. And they openly talk about it. Once we get to power, once Trump's going, oh, they're foaming at the mouth for this stuff. And they want their reparations, now, too. They want them reparations. They want they're, their they're reparations. That, like, you know, they want to take your paycheck. We have a big immigrant army coming in here. You think yeah. they're bad now with uh, their little riots and they're beating up on police? What if they put uh, AK-47s in their hands? Oh, Lord. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, they, they got the army here. The third world army is here. Let me tell you, folks, when they come from Venezuela, Guatemala, I they nothing changes. They stole there. No wonder the crime rate in New York is going through the roof. And they were violent there. Why would they stop? Do you have this weird, these rhinos especially have this weird thing that, oh, if they come over to America, we're going to impress them, Joe, with our, with our freedom and liberty. <laughs> not going to happen. Not going to happen. Man. No. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It, it's, it's a pipe dream. It's a political fantasy. And one thing I really like, the best term that I heard of this, uh, this week was from CRN, our friends at Contra Radio who said, your show is very timely, very spot on. Those were the comments. They go, you're always, it's well-placed. You're always on top of these issues, and we are. We are a very timely show. And, um, and calls like yours are great. I mean, how, I mean, these immigrants are in all 50 states now, these invaders. I just call them invaders. What they are. There's no place to hire. You know? Yeah, there's no place to hire yeah. into the hills. Well, not that I want to run anyway. Look, the fact of the matter is, if right. you want to move into the suburbs now, you, that's not going to save you. you know? No. Those HOAs, right. no. You know, no, forget it. Forget it. The Marxists got control of everything. But hey, listen, I got to go. I want to say thanks for taking my call. God bless the Republic. Keep fighting. And and look, we're not trying to beat a dead horse here by complaining. You know, that we're, we're just trying right. to tell you what's going to happen. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Joe. Have a great night, sir. Appreciate All you, right, man. Take care. Take care, buddy. You bet. So for Joe Gibson out there in political land, great, great guy. Um, look, I always said I'm the Paul Revere. If I was a founding father, I was always – just enraptured by Paul Revere on his horse, going from town to town, saying, the British are coming. The British are coming. That's me. I'm warning people, grab your muskets, muster, get ready, get prepared. I'm the Paul Revere of the radio airwaves. Damn straight. That's me. Um, Look, I can see these things coming. And um, when Trump's gone, you think it's bad now. Um, we got to get together, and we have to, uh, the white nationalists or the nationalists or the right of center people, whatever you want to call them, need to get together. And in my view, if not stake a claim here, you got to go. We need to go to South America and buy about, you know, 100,000 acres of land. Just start a new compound right there, maybe in Argentina or Chile. You just get the hell out of here because um, it's going to get bad. Um Again, I would love to be wrong. Hope I'm wrong. We'll see what really happens, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're not here to indulge in fantasy, but in political and economic reality. America, America has become a second-rate power. Its trade deficit and its fiscal deficit are at nightmare proportions. Now, in the 
days of the free market when our country was a top industrial power, there was accountability to the stockholders. that song very cool very uh i call that uh the future of fash made that there in the studio i make a lot of little mixes here from time to time well we talked about the kfc and the taco bell shops <laughs> maybe uh gunslinger when we get them on here in a moment will uh, tell us what's happening there in texas about those uh kfc shops there why is the colonel going down the dra- i love the kentucky colonel man that guy is great well, let's talk about Nashville here. It's been in the news a lot. And I've got some thoughts on this that are uh, I think you'll like. I think you'll like this. Nashville, Tennessee, where Nazis march. And America loves it. Because in America, I believe you have the right to express yourself, especially when the two parties are guilty and have completely failed the people and both political parties have let in millions. Third world mongrels, what they are, and criminals over our southern and northern borders. This should not be a political shock to anyone seeing Nazis in Nashville as we have predicted. This would happen years ago on my show, as we are, as always, the tip of the spear and way ahead of the curve. I've always told you before, if you want to know what's going on and be ahead of political thought, listen to the Von Wehen Show. Well, you will see the rise, I'll say it again, of political parties and ideologies that were always there, i.e. the World War II era, i.e. Hitler's Germany. But now that fire will become a raging inferno. And our so-called leaders in D.C. and the Roman senators only have themselves to blame when they bitch and moan about it. Don't blame the young men marching. They're looking for answers, and they already feel that they found the answer. It's not the Republican or the Democrat parties. Can you blame them? The political force is great in man. After two decades of seeing unbridled migrant invaders coming over the the border and the Rio Grande and our Canadian border too, don't forget, we have a huge exploding national debt and our taxes are going up in the future, folks. We have more no-win wars for a little Jew Israel in the Middle East and the Republican Party 
is getting more and more like the Democrats who are really in power in Washington, D.C., and that's why they call it the Uniparty. It's been little wonder why other groups are now gaining members and growing exponentially, as they should. It's the natural law of things. Many call the neo-Nazis who marched in Nashville the reactionaries of history. But yes, I would agree with that. They are reacting to all of the above, just like the Nazis reacted in Hitler's Germany against the Red Scare, the Red Menace, and militant Bolshevism right over their borders there in Europe and in Russia. They are reacting to the soft communism affecting and infecting America like a virus. They are reacting to the great white replacement and their so-called leaders in the Rhino Party, never mentioning them by name and never looking out for them on any front. Hell, they're afraid of even say the word white. Definitely afraid of that. They're afraid the uh, Jewish lobby will... uh, Call them anti-Semitic and cut off their funding for their next campaign. So, what do you expect these guys to do? Did America really think, really, that they were going to to sit around and, oh, join the Democrat Party or the Bolsheviks or become a rhino? Really? That's what they thought. Well, they thought their propaganda was that good. What we really see is military recruitment going down the drain. The white heterosexual man is not joining up. He no longer wants to be part of a system that hates him. Can you blame him? I don't blame him one bit. I think he's onto something, and that's what they're afraid of in D.C. These guys are not going to join the Democrats or the Bolsheviks. That's another episode of things that will never, ever happen in real life. I'll tell you what the real truth is. When you boil this thing down, which I have in my mind, and I've psychoanalyzed it from every possible angle, what the militant Democrat left is really pissed off and mad about. It's not so much Nazis marching in Nashville. It's that the white man is organizing himself. The white man's organizing. When the white man organizes on any level whatsoever in this country, they can't stand it, and they go nuts. You see, in America today, it's okay and encouraged, actually, for the militant leftists to organize the black and brown masses of people the mongrel races to take over America from within. That's all encouraged good, and they applaud that every chance they get. They can't stand anyone standing up to them. And for this act, and for this felony in their mind, for this terrible, terrible mortal sin, the militant left will seek to punish them, dox them, and ruin their lives when they are found out. This country talks a big game about freedom and liberty and free speech and all this BS. Are you really free when you can't espouse your own political beliefs in an American city without 
legal lawfare being thrown at you or Democrat lawmakers saying they're going to hound you and fine you and arrest you. We're more like uh, Russia in the 1920s under Lenin and Stalin, Bolshevism. You should be able to go into any American city and say what you want, whether it's political or not, freedom of speech. I'm very big on that. But again, America talks a, a big game. America's famous for doing things half-assed. And I told you, America says one thing and does another. It's a duplicitous nation. Loves to virtue signal. Loves to show the world how great they are, awesome they are. While they subjugate and suppress people that they don't like, and they elevate migrants and invaders over you, the host nation, that's what's going on. That's the hypocrisy. But the left knows they're hypocrites. They don't mind you calling them it. They know what they're doing. It's called militant activism, militant Bolshevism. You've got to get educated to the, how they think. They don't care about these names if they call you names. The Republicrats cower in fear when they're called names. they got to grow up here. they got to get stronger. And uh, that's what's going on. How dare you, they say, white men. How dare you organize anything on our watch? How dare you? See? See how it works? They don't like it, do they? Well, let's get to the gunslinger in Texas. Let's hear what's going on there at the border, what he thinks about Nashville and Joe Gibson and everything else out there. He's got his hardtack and biscuits. He's got his muskets ready. He's mustering. He's ready for war. Gunslinger, welcome to the show, sir. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> well, the floor is yours, uh, sir. It is uh, spring in Texas. You know how I know that? Uh, I'm, start, I'm starting to sneeze, damn it. Ah, those allergies kick in. Oh, yeah, the big old allergies. But that's not the least of our worries in this country. You Mm -hmm. you know, hitting the head on the nail on a bunch of these, you know, especially these scumbags that are coming over the southern border like Mm -hmm. cockroaches. Now, you know what we need to all do with cockroaches? They need to be exterminated. Okay. Oh yeah, and I love your, I love the title of your show tonight. Why don't we invade Mexico? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> well, <laughs> one thing, if we did, okay, then we would have to take care of all them scumbags over there. Okay, That's right. Bad idea. That's unfortunate. I wouldn't want to have to take care of them some bitches. Then we'd have to embrace all them. Other scumbags that are that's running the dope and the drugs and all that good stuff. Okay, there's another right. bad reason. We would literally have to. They, we would have to literally kill sixty percent of them people over there. Because most of all, why, of well, that's why there. God invented napalm. That's why the good Lord invented yeah, napalm. There you, you know, there you go. Exactly. I exactly. love the smell you know, of napalm in the morning. 
Well, yeah. But that's it's it's unfortunate that these that you know it's coming down to this in, in this country. This is getting fucking ridiculous. Okay. It is. Did you see the, the Did you see the clip in New Jew City up there? Okay, New York City, of the of the of those uh, immigrants we'll call them getting in fight with the New York Police Department. I saw that and I spread that far and wide. Love that. They get a dose of their own reality. It's hilarious. That's right. (laughs) It's absolutely hilarious. I mean that little that little bastard that little bastard right there was putting up one hell of a fight. And there's one about five or six they couldn't cuff him. I mean, it took what four, or five of the big old burly New York cocksuckers up there to, to even cuff that little bastard. What okay? gets me, he was, gunslinger, he, are like the people in the background. The guy that walks up, the, the two guys with the towels over their heads. Yeah. <laughs> the people in the background were funny as hell. But that's what yeah. if you were to grab those guys and say, guys, here's a thousand rifles and all the ammo you want. Just take what you want in New York City. Just go for it. They do it. Go they killed in their country. And that's going to happen. That's the chaos we're talking about. That's what's coming eventually. Hate to say it. It is. You're absolutely correct. These people... Do not well. They have the IQ of a pregnant uh, prehistoric rock. That's how <laughs> intelligent people are. Okay, and they will do anything. I mean, look at this. I mean, you can see it. I mean, it was it was total chaos. I would have either. I love that video. Yeah, I would have either pulled my stun, my stun gun out, or I would have popped him in the head with a nine millimeter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And unfortunately, that's what's going to have to happen, uh, because you see all these stores from coast to coast, okay, New York all the way to L.A. These people are just going in there and just just making a heyday of robbing the whole a whole store. That's why yeah. these stores are closing down. They cannot sustain the shoplifting. It's it's totally right. running them out of business. Okay. It is. I mean, there's video of people just just standing. I mean, the the the, the manager and there's even one I seen a security officer just standing there, and they just like fifteen, twenty fucking people just coming in and out, just just loading up and walking out. <laughs> Holy, I mean, yeah. I'd pull my I'd pull my nightclub and I'd be busting some nuts. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to fight fire with fire. There is no other way to do it. You know, a lot of people will say, well, mm-hmm. that's violence. Well, gee whiz. You know, sometimes violence works. I hate to say it, but it does. Okay? Look at what it the does. founding fathers did. did. Did the founding fathers that made this country, did they not use violence back then? They sure that the hell thing did. That, comes sure. out of a, that little thing that comes out of a pew-pew a peacekeeper, ooh, the Nazi gun. God forbid. Doesn't violence, doesn't violence come out of the end of one of those things? Okay. Damn right. And it has ever since kind of violence. It, it 
makes change. Now, you won't change. There's your change, okay? People respect that kind of stuff that comes out of the end of one of those one of those um, peacekeepers. I got my peacekeeper right on my side, my six lawyer nine millimeter. Okay? Mm-hmm. And you have to be respected. But these people, like in that clip, they don't care. They're not here to better themselves. They're here to suck off the goddamn government tit and That's to right. become more of the crime problem. Okay. Because, like I said, mm-hmm. these these young little punks, just like you've seen in that in that video, uh, very shortly are going to become part of the New York gangs and all this crap. Oh, I am God. for going in these gang related or infested like cockroaches areas. I'm going for going house to house and drag these son of the bitches out at gunpoint and freak them, shoot them right across the border. You want to come back into this country? I'll plug a bullet in your head. It's the only way this country is going to get back on its feet. These people have got to go. They have to go. We're full. We're overrunning. Okay, we're overran. What the hell is that? Overfull, overran? That's what's happening right now. Thank God for Abbott, Governor Abbott, down there, down there, you know, in in Austin, Texas. Okay, by securing the border, that area that they have down there, the the uh, illegals, okay, that were once coming over like twenty five hundred, three thousand a day, has been reduced to zero. And you tell me that razor wire and walls don't work? Bull fucking shit. They do work. And now they've yeah. got the, the thing they're going to pass here in Texas that I, they may have already passed it, but they can arrest them right now for, for illegal entry into the country. Texas can. Right. Thank God, Texas. Okay. They're even building a 80 acre. They're even building down there an 80 acre military base. To house the national or the state guard. Okay. Good. Yeah. Damn right. They okay. needed permanent quarters for decades. That's what I'm saying. I'm glad they're doing something right. now. But why wasn't this stuff done in 1980, 1990, uh, 2000? It's been 40 freaking 50 years of just millions right. pouring over. And you're right. They got to go. I mean, we're full, man. I mean, you can't take any more. Uh, our debt is now. I'll tell you a little factoid here. Uh, don't believe all this crap from D.C. That oh, uh, the migrants are making our economy buoyant is the new word buoyant, like it's a freaking ocean, a little Bobby Ocean thing. No, it's not going to add seven trillion in GDP. We're going to have twenty, ten to twenty trillion of extra debt. Is the real story. Yep. Our debt of around $34, $35 trillion is going to be $54 trillion within five to ten years. And the interest alone okay. right now is exponential. And oh, they're absolutely. just adding more and more and more and more and more. Well, you know, it's a cloward uh, pivot strategy. Overwhelm America, make it collapse, make it overwhelm the system which is what they're doing, and then we'll take over with the uh, even more Marxism. 
And that's what they want. They can then have an economic collapse. When people are rioting, they'll have martial law. Uh, the Biden and Camel Toe Harris will definitely order that. They've already got the military cucked and ready, transgender, mm-hmm. queer, not everybody, but let's face it. I have guys and friends of mine that are in the military, Army Reserve here, and they, and they, they tell me they have to grin and bear it and kind of look the other way. Uh, you know, they're red-blooded American guys. They got a, um, few, a few friends that are millennials that are in there, and they tell me the stories. So I, this is coming straight from the horse's mouth. I'm not reading it somewhere, I'm telling you. And they go, yeah, these people are indoctrinated. They've been taught that when the time comes, you're going to shoot Americans, uh, and you're going to like it. You're going to enjoy it. Because we're the enemy, remember? We're the enemy in the future. The white, heterosexual man, I told you, there's a war on white men. No one's saying that but me that distinctly. There, Nobody, not even Tucker Carlson's talking about that. Oh, he mentions it, but then he moves on to Putin. He, moves, he quickly moves. I don't quickly move off the subject. I stay on it like a bomber. Okay. From an Air Force, we'll bomb the living crap out of people. <laughs> I grew up on Air Force bases in my blood. And the thing is, yeah, that's how it is. Um, you know, there's a war on white men, white women too, but especially white men. We're the big enemy. We're the deplorables. We're the Nazis. We're whatever name they want to call you. Domestic terrorists. See? And my God, if you say the oh, I can't believe you said that. That's anti-Semitic. Ovey, how dare you? You're a racist. They have every. You're a racist. They have every system set up. Every institution, from government to military to Hollywood to uh, your job. Corporate America, I've always said, is an arm of the federal government. Well, you know why? Because they follow all the federal rules and regulations. To the T. So when the Fed say we want more diversity, equity, and inclusion, corporate America are like lemmings. They follow right along. Okay. We'll implement the policy. And that's why white guys get fired for saying the wrong thing in the by the water cooler. They're sent down to HR. They bust their balls, bust their chops, write them up, make their life a living hell. What they do, and Lincoln's right. Lincoln's in the Lincoln says, you know, if you're a racist, it might just protect you and save your life in this country too. Going forward, <laughs> because it's okay for the blacks and browns to be racist against whitey, and you know they should just come out and say it, Gunslinger. Just say the 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 motto of the Democrat Party. I've always said should be kill whitey. Just come out and say it. Kill Whitey is what we want, what we believe in, just like South Africa. Just say it. We know that's what they mean. Oh, yeah, correct. Of course. Blame Whitey and kill Whitey. You know, and this is a fact, people don't want to understand the truth or even accept the truth for that matter, that if the black population in this country was suddenly to leave, okay, Crime would go out the window at least 80%. Minimum. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. And take take the Mexicans along with them. There's another 30%. 
you know, there are there are white scumbag crim- criminals. Yes, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. There's there's rotten apples and everything. No doubt. But the ones that are doing the majority of the crimes in this country are the nigganogs, okay? And they're little hoodlums. I call them nigglets, okay? Because they run wild, <laughs> like out there in the jungles of Africa, okay? Right? And they just get a they just they just get a slap on the hand. Look at mm-hmm. your prison system right now today. There's the, the the prison system today is eighty percent black. I'm not making that up. Go look it up for your own fucking self, you know, if you don't believe me. Okay? And then it's Mexican. And then it's mm-hmm. Asian. And then it's whites. Whites are on the bottom. Okay. Yes, there are bad whites, there ain't no doubt about it. Okay. But the majority of the racists in this country are those I just mentioned. They're the ones doing the I've crime. Always said that, that's right. The minorities are far more racist, and they're more overt about it than whitey. Right. Minorities are very racist. You ever know them? I, you talk to them? Oh, boy. It I comes out like, like daggers and knives. I oh, boy. You better watch your back. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I even, read, I, I even read an article last week. That by 2035, the whites will be a minority in this country. Let oh, we're going to be. Absolutely. Head, people. Let it sink into your head. These blacks and these Mexicans are going to completely take over what our white founding fathers have done and created this country. If they if they could see today, they'd be turning over in their graves. Why hasn't the white man rose up and eliminated like cockroaches these people today that are destroying the very foundation that the founding fathers envisioned this country to be? I I have to hang my head in shame. Because what they have, what their dream was, has been completely shattered by these fucking third world mongrels. Amen, brother. Amen. It is a crying shame. I never never thought that I would live long enough, and I turned 60 years old last month, okay, that I would see my country turned into a third world shithole. It's sad. Yep. Very sad. Very sad. And there's only one I way agree. that this is ever going to fucking change. And I've said it before, and you hear this noise right here. At the end of a gun. The gun made this country. The gun will have to save it. It's the only way people tell me about it. I agree my ears are we can't vote our way out of this as Lincoln aptly said and I agree with him we've talked about this it's all part of the Jewish plan it's all part of the Bolshevik plan that's what they want for America they right they have decided that they do not want the whites to be a majority they do not want the white European race to be dominant 
They want the law of the jungle to be dominant. Now, what does that mean? That means that they want the whoever that that means might makes right. So in in a pure democracy, that's mob rule. That's exactly why you'll never hear a Democrat talk about our constitutional republic. Those words aren't even in their dictionary. They always say democracy. Democracy is code in their mind for mob rule. And when the minorities have, when if they're if they're more violent than you, they'll have more might. And then in the Jewish eyes, they'll 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 be right because they want to change the country from a white country that used to be very prosperous to a brown and black country where the Jews with white skin feel that they will be the elites and they will be able to dictate war and peace and everything else. And they're, they're, they're going to have their proxy army that they're bringing over is already in the streets. They're, they're coming over. They're here now. The only thing left to do, if you are a diabolical Democrat, and let's just war game that. You're a diabolical Democrat. You're in D.C. You're licking your chops. Your dream of a mongrel nation that you control, all that power, is about to come to fruition. And you're looking at your friend, and uh, you're there in the smoke-filled rooms of D.C. or New York City. They're in the power belt, beltway there. Um, I know what they're saying. The only thing left to do is to arm them now. And the country is ours. And the white man, we can subjugate him. Most of them are already cut because they've bought into our bullshit. They've bought into our propaganda. And it's true. And they, and many of them don't think for themselves. We got them brainwashed or they're married off and they're afraid to act. They've got too much to lose. And we know if we give the white man a nice house in the suburbs, you know, give him some money. Mm-hmm. A nice SUV, uh, a 401k, some benefits, and they're right. Most white guys w- would tell Gunslinger or this show, well, y- you're right, guys, and I get it, but, you know, I've got, you know, I'm just but, not, I'm not going to do anything, man, or risk what I've got. I, I might lose everything. Well, true. that's true. I agree with that, but I also tell them, let's not forget the founding fathers also said, we are, we could either, we will start a country or we will hang in London or we will lose everything. They said, we, what what do they they say? We pledge our lives, our fortunes, our homes, our land, our wealth on the premise of a new nation. And that's why they are the greatest men other than Jesus who ever, because they had the balls to tell the superpower of their day to go, fuck off. And when you come here, they told them, we're going to kill your ass by the thousands. We're going to scalp you. We're going to shoot your ass. And my relatives were there. And, yep, the Germans were there. And I know we have some stories that they made musket balls for the, they were damn good at armaments, and they made a lot of weapons. The Germans loved to make weapons. And they mm-hmm. needed them. Oh, yeah. Tomahawks and knives and daggers, and they were blacksmiths, and they worked with their hands. 
And that's how the nation started. And, uh, yeah, you're right. If they would see it and see now they've got America. That's why I, you know, it's so bad. I joke around about it though. And I all say, yeah, Americans like their big slice of pizza. Their, their Taco Bell or that I was talking about in the monologue, 24 hour access. The, the assigned said today, 24 hour drive through to get your burrito and your taco. Isn't it funny? Yep. Every, every, every Democrat always says, all these invaders are great because we're going to get good food. They always say that. The food. I'm going, um, okay, so I'm going to trade my freedom and my progeny and my country for a burrito. Wonderful. For a burrito. Yeah, that, that's a great train of thought. But no, I, I hear it. I hear it. All the time, but the food. We're gonna have all these ethnic dishes in America. Ethnic. I'm going. These people are. They're a bunch of weird foodies that talk about this stuff. Basically, they're sitting about. Well, when the Africans come in, we're gonna have Somali food, and and this could be wonderful, Vaughn. Wonder. I'm going. You are nuts. What drugs are you on? They're fucking crazy. They are. They are. And that's why it's, those people are gone. They're not going to make it. They're not going to make it. I'm talking to the lions out there, the lions. I'm not talk, we're not trying to raise sheep on this show. The hell with the sheep. Sheep get slaughtered. We're, we're reaching the lions. Um, yeah, it's going to get really bad, and it, it, it really is. And um what you're saying is spot on, man. And, and, but this is all part of the plan. But, this is what plan. they want. That's is. That's right. You got it right. You know, in the past three years, you know, ever since you know poopy pants got in there, right, mm-hmm. I I found I found a uh, baseball cap, and once once Trump gets back in there, I'm going to frame this baseball cap. You know what it says. In big white letters, it says "fuck Biden." <laughs> I I have had so many compliments in the past three years. Every time that I go out anywhere, hey man, love your hat, hell yeah, or my Trump hat, yeah, go you love know this that. and that. You know, and I only think I've only had one, maybe one smart ass. That started to maybe start some trouble, and I just opened my jacket up and saw my 357 Magnum that I had on my side and decided to shut up. And he was a mongrel. What do you expect? That's all you have to do. But, but, but the compliments are coming from white people, white men, women, men. Uh-huh. Even some younger kids said, hey, man, I like your hat. You know, white kids. Yeah. White. Yeah. Emphasize. White so kids So there is know. a growing movement out there. That's yeah, right. there is a growing movement, and the white kids know that they're screwed. Yeah. And uh, like I always that's tell them, we didn't create this world. We didn't create it, man. It wasn't, it wasn't me. It wasn't you. These things were done before I was even born. They were bringing in that's these right. people, and they've been bringing them in since World War One. Right. It's all been part of a long, long-term cabal. John Slinger, we thank you so much for calling the Von Weehan Show, my friend. Always a pleasure. Uh, Fourteen eighty eight to our white brothers and sisters. Hell yeah. Damn Locked right. Damn right. I love it. Gunslinger, thanks so much. He's out there in the great state of Texas. We'll get Lincoln on here next. And Irish Pirate. And we got 
Oh my God, we're going to have this show is, and we 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 want to thank the Irish Pirate again for the great fun facts this week, and uh, he does things on his own. He's really awesome. He helped out the show. Always been a he's been a pivotal part of the Von Weent show since I launched it in 2015 here at KFNX 1100 AM in downtown Phoenix. I also do some mixing here in the studio and some fun stuff. Well, I thought you'd enjoy this from Full Metal Jacket. This is Rumble in the Morning on FM 99. And then, of course, uh, that brings us to actually a friend of this show who also passed away uh, over the weekend. I'm Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, your senior drill instructor. From now on, you will speak only when spoken to. And the first and last words out of your filthy sewers will be, sir. Do you maggots understand that? If you ladies leave my island, if you survive recruit training, you will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are pukes. You are the lowest form of life on earth. Sir, yes, sir. Private Joker, why did you join my beloved cult? Sir, to kill, sir. So you're a killer. Sir, yes, sir. Let me see your war face. Sir. You got a war face? Ah, that's the war face. Now let me see your war face. Ah! You didn't convince me. Let me see your real war face. Ah! You don't scare me. Work on it. Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, Eric, get your hand down. Twenty-eight now. Arlie Ermy passed away. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Let's get to Lincoln and the Iris Pirates. Lincoln, welcome to the show, man. I miss you on Telegram. How are you doing tonight? 
Hey, I'm doing well, brother. How about you? Good, good, man. Oh, that Telegram site's looking great. The best memes in the biz, man. Great comments. Love it. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're, uh, you had sent me a hilarious thing where, yeah, these are, these are cucks you were, you were saying have said that uh, Tucker was hanged at Gitmo. I about fell out of my chair. That, that's what these Q-tards think. <laughs> oh yeah, Q-tard city, man. All that I had to, t- I had, to, I had to send that to you as soon as I got it because that shit cracked me up. These Q-tards are all running wild now that uh, that uh, Tucker Carlson is uh, <laughs> got, got arrested and hanged for like seditious treason or some shit. <laughs> Every fucking Q-tard belongs to mental asylum. I know, I know. We laugh about him. And they all said Hillary was hanged, and now Tucker Carlson was hanged for so, so, for seditious conspiracy against the U.S. government. Oh my God! And they, 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 there are people that believe this stuff. Nothing's happening at Gitmo, people. There's no secret hangings at three o'clock in the morning. Nothing's happening. This crazy talk. Gitmo is pretty quiet. Uh, yeah, they have people there in jails, but there's no big, like, Judge Parker, the hanging judge, you know, of uh, Arkansas or something out there going, yeah, I sentence you to hang, son. You're going <laughs> to hang until death. <laughs> I got it. That looked like Colonel Sanders. That's the kind of judge I want. I want a Colonel Sanders-looking judge. And these criminals come up and goes, son, I don't like what you did there in New York City. You're going to hang until death. Next. <laughs> Just go right down the line. And he says the same thing to everybody. Be fucking hilarious. Son, I don't like your attitude about America. You will hang until death. As he spits out, you know, the phlegm all over the court papers. <laughs> he's smoking I, uh, a cigar. He's got that shot in his mouth, guy. you know. Mm-hmm. In the military, that thing he played from Full Metal Jacket in the military, I was in the Marine Corps. We called those. We called that a cadence. Um, and I saw oh, okay. a cadence. You know, uh, it's been a, it's been a few weeks, um, well, a couple of months, I guess. I saw one of the uh, one of the new uh, army one of the cadences they use now when they march. And uh, oh my God, like, the, the army now—they're—they're they're marching around with this fucking cadence about how uh, MLK led the way. Uh, just like what the fuck? Like, you know, army soldiers are walking are you around serious? like marching fucking cadence now, celebrating some fucking communist mig. Like what the fuck? <laughs> they say MLK led the way. Oh, that's so gay and communist. Oh my God. That's so effed up. This. I mean, I hate to say it, but I never thought I would say it. When I was a young guy, I was I was a red-blooded American male, you know. I I wanted to join the Air Force. Really, my uh, my first job that I wanted was to be a fighter pilot in the U.S. Air Force. I wanted to go into dogfights against the Russian MiGs and shoot them down, and then become an Air Force general. My or my first occupation because I was I was raised in that environment, Cold War. When, you know, and I, that's what I wanted. I, I wanted to be a war hero, as most boys do. And then the older I get, I go, oh, my God, I would never fight for this country now. 
would never. There's no way I'd fight for America. Now. America with a K. It's a Bolshevik country. It's a queer, black and brown, mongrel. It's not the country I even grew up in. I'm not that old. It's changed dramatically. It's in my lifetime, my short life lifespan. Now, I'm going to live a long time. We live old in my age, but I'm going to see, I hate to say it, the complete Roman Empire collapse of America in my life. Ten years. It's coming. Crazy. Your thoughts, sir? Yeah, uh, I, want, I want to ask you, uh, Vaughn, uh, have you got your Trump sneakers yet? <laughs> or my bobblehead. Have you seen the Trump bobblehead doll he's pushing? Have you seen that one? No, I just saw I, saw, I don't I have any Trump sneakers. sneakers and the one ninety nine sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. I don't you know, I don't blame blame Trump. Make money off misfortune. It's genius. I mean, that is the that's the quintessential American. You have misfortune, all these court cases. They just fined you $350 million in, in New York this past week by that Jewish judge, Ergonon. And he's going, you know what? Uh, i got to pay off some legal bills. Uh, I'm looking out with these sneakers and the bobblehead doll. And he's coming out, I heard, with a new plate, a plate, you know, those, like, like those Elvis plates. And he's going to sell millions of them. He is going to – he's going to bring in, they figure, a couple hundred million. And, he, you know, Trump, look, Trump's like – is the – He's the Carnival Barker, the P.T. Barnum of our time and era. He is. He's a genius when it comes to marketing himself and making millions. People throw money at him. I know a guy I saw online. He goes, I can't wait to buy 10 of the bobblehead dolls of Trump. I'm going to give them to all my nieces and nephews. <laughs> all right. Hey, I, saw, I, like, uh, I would tell Trump, why don't you raise like, your uh, price, man? Uh, yeah. I saw some of these little conservative uh, fags on there, like your Dan Cavinos and your Don Bonginos and your Sean, like you know, just your your your, your normie conservative guys, uh, like celebrating and dunking on Twitter, like what, what about the sneakers? Like, yes, finally, that's gonna do it. The black vote is secured. We're in the sneaker game now. Shut the fuck up. My God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I've heard those comments. Yeah, we're now in the, we're, we're now also part of the hip-hop generation. We're the new Republican Party. We've gone brown and black, and we're proud of it. So screw you, Whitey. We don't need your vote anymore. We've got the migrant invaders <laughs> These Republicans are funny. They go, well, they, but they come over with their family. They're all family-oriented. Uh, no, that's, a, that's yeah. A, yeah. a total falsehood. It's mainly military-age males coming over. I don't see any families. And because they have La Familia, okay, they are still going to be Democrat socialists, I mean, in, a, in the worst way, more like – in their countries – Third world, the rich people shove their boot up their ass, and they tell them what to do, and that's how they act. In Mexico, Guatemala, look at those governments. It's it's called shoved boot up peasants' ass. That is the government, and that's what they do. They shove boot up peasants' ass. Peasant will take it, and they they are slaves in those countries. I'm sorry, it's just the luck of the draw. They're slaves. 
and they want to come up here, and then they want to lord it over us. You know, I always say they, they're at the border going, Senor, Senor Lincoln, and Vine, let me come over. I'll be good. I want to work. I want to work hard and make America great. Can I come over and make America great again, please? Please, senor? Nigga, nigga, please? <laughs> and the border guards go, oh, yeah, some cuck will go, yeah, let's let him in. They, he wants to work hard, and he comes over the border. He goes, oh, you don't want to I take over. This is Aslan. I'm getting benefits, so screw you. I will fuck your daughter. I will take over your lands. They're all mine now, cabron. Yo, what if it's a puta? That's what they say. Oh, I know all their dirty words. They come over I mean, and the knives come out. These conservatives, man, they're, they're so used to, like, just decades and decades of, like, just fucking re- – because let's face it. Like, let's, let's be honest here. Republicans, conservatives, they're the biggest pussies on the planet. They really are. They are. They're, they're so used they to are. treating and drawing a new line in the sand, not, like, constantly – They've made a fucking, their entire lives, they, they've just retreated and drawn another line in the sand saying, don't cross this line, and they, the line gets crossed, and they fucking retreat 10 yards and draw a new line in the sand, and now now we're, now we're celebrating like it's this great victory over some fucking razor wire at the border. You know, the razor wire at the border, and good for them, and, you know, and good for them for doing at least that, but it's really just mm-hmm. symbolic. I mean, it, yeah, does it stop some from coming over this, this place or that place? Oh, sure, I'm sure it does. But it doesn't stop mm-hmm. them from coming through the legal ports of entry. They can still come through the legal ports of entry and still get into the country. Uh, they claim their little refugee status. They can have their Jewish lawyer uh, tell them what to say, coach them sure. up to get them in, claim your refugee. Uh, they still come in. They, okay, so they can't fucking swim across this one little spot on the river, but they can still come to the fucking legal port of entry and get into the country. And, and services are celebrating this. Big victory, like oh fucking Abbott's really shut it down with a razor wire. No, he's not. They just have to. They have to, They can still come through their legal port, get their little fucking paper with a Jewish attorney, and get into the country. It's not stopping anyone from coming into the country. Exactly. That's what I've always said. I'm a boots on the ground kind of a guy, and you're right. The the news on the ground. Look, Abbott is a politician at the end of the day. Yes, he's doing. He's he's saying the right things, but I'm hearing on the ground everything that you're hearing, Lincoln. That and I'm seeing it on any real news feed. They're still coming in. There's still holes in the thing. Is he making a little dent? Yeah, but that's what I mean when I say America does everything half-assed. We do not secure things 100 percent. At best in America, because America's like this. We'll do things 50%. <laughs> and then we call it a, as a rousing victory because it was 30%, and now it's 50%. And you know what? We went up 20%, Lincoln and Vaughn, so you should be happy. You should be applauding us and clapping for us, and, our, and we're great patriots, damn it. That's how they think. And I'm going, what about the 50% gap in the border? They never want to talk about that. See, if I was president, I'd have the entire – I would build permanent military bases, which are sorely needed. We do not need bases in Syria and Ukraine. We need them on the Texas-Arizona-California border and that border with Canada. We need them all up there. I want Army infantry bases. In fact, I would 
go back to 1950s military. I'd kick out all the queers, all those people. Well, I would actually have them in a unit. I've always said they're called the gay brigade. I would let them serve, and I always said, my joke is they're the first to go into any war and the last to leave. You know what I mean? So I want them on the front lines. They want to serve? Great. You can serve. You're in the front lines. You're cannon fodder. You are the gay brigade, and you're the first in, and you'll never get off the battlefield. So good luck, boys and girls and whatever you are. That's what I – but I would have a real military. We need bases. We need more bases in our country. And think of the economic boom it would be to our country to have those hundreds of millions of dollars that were given to Syria and Ukraine spent here locally in our markets, see? If you go to print it, you might as well spend it here, you know? You know, you can you can put military bases all over the border. You can you can align the entire border with the military. It really doesn't do shit if the military's entire job is just to process them into the country faster. I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck is the point of having the military on the border if their if their job is to help them do their paperwork to get in faster? If they, as long as they come through the legal oh, border, I was saying, as long as they right, right. them, then what the fuck <laughs> does it make really? Right. I'm not saying they would plus them at all. I'm saying they would prevent them. I mean, that's why I said we would go back to 1950s-style military where they would not let them in. There would be no processing of any bullshit like that, what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. That's the only – that's a, a step in the right direction. And, uh, yeah, there would be no processing. I would have no National Guard filling out paperwork for a migrant. No, no, no. I'd have no interpreters there. If you don't know English, sorry, we don't care. Not my problem. We're not going to hire interpreters or give you paperwork in in five different languages. We have people that are coming over from 120 or 30 countries, man. I mean, we're being invaded. It's just, it's it's all part of. I always say it's all part of the UN agenda, 2030. People, you can read up on it. Uh, it's all, it's, they're falling right in step with what they want to do. It's all, the UN is behind a lot of this. And they're an evil organization. Um, a lot of Jewish influence, again. A lot of globalists, lot. whatever you want to call them, you know. Bad, bad, bad. You know, conservatives are so starved for victory that they'll take anything as a victory. They're so they're such faggots. They're they're so weak they'll take anything as a victory and run with it. Like, oh big victory. Uh you know, like right here in my state, I had a a, a client I dealt with uh, uh last Saturday actually. Um a guy that I dealt with at work. Um big time MAGA guy, big time Trump guy. Uh, we're, we're here in the state of Missouri, and, you know, he's uh, telling me, uh, you know, what a great job our governor is doing. Um, and I'm like, well, why? <laughs> why? <And he> says, <laughs> because in our state, our governor did, did just sign this executive order, which bars China, uh, not Jews or Israelis, but bars China uh, from buying farm life. Now, check this out. This is the bill. So basically, and you can Google this; it's not hard to find. So basically, it 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 bans the Chinese government from being able to buy farmland in the state of Missouri 
that's within 10 miles of a military base. And he's celebrating that like it's a victory, like, wow, this is great. I'm going, okay, so they could come over and buy fucking farmland all over the state if they want to, but as long as it's not within 10 miles of one of the three military bases, you think that's a victory? Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, so, I mean. I agree. <laughs> you, that's that's America's half-assed. <laughs> yeah, it's a punch in the face. I agree with you. That's what I'm saying is that we do things half-assed. I would have them buy. They would not be allowed to buy any farmland. Zero. I don't care where it is. Ten miles. So it's ten miles from a military base. BFD. They should have no. China should have not one acre. And if I was, again, if I was pres, I would revoke. I would just say, you don't own any damn land over here. You know, you own nothing over here, man. Sorry. We'll cash like out. Saying, like these conservatives are and we're done. weak cowards that they celebrate that like it's a big victory. And I'm like, it's, it's not shit. It's, it's symbolic. It's nothing. It's literally, they can buy 99.9% of the fucking state. And you're okay yep. with that as long as it's not within 10 miles of military base. Hell, yeah, great victory yeah. for the conservatives. Yeah. Let's turn it around and say they can buy what, what I would say if I was running against a guy. This my, my opponent will allow 95% of Missouri to be bought by communist China. That's how, that's how you get them back. You flip it on them. He's going. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, yeah, but see, that's how you. That's how in the information war, which is really what we're in. We haven't gotten hot in Kinnick yet, but that's coming. Um, in the information war, that's how you got to beat these guys, and you got to. A, a lot of cucks don't think they they phrase these stupid laws. They, they can't buy any land. Ten miles. Nice round a number. Sounds real harsh. You can't buy any land ten miles from, but you can buy land eleven miles away, or twelve point two miles away, or fifteen miles away. What difference does it make? Right? It's silly. It's Stupid. I totally agree with you, Lincoln. It's, I said that, too, about a laugh ago. What's this 10-mile? It's like this 6-million thing that keeps me. This 10-mile, well, they can't buy land 10 miles away from a military base. Who cares? They, they, they can drive <laughs> to the military base if they're 12 miles away. So you're telling me it's okay that they can buy land 11 miles away, and that's legal, and buy all the land they want. As long as they're 11 miles away circumference from any military base. Well, yeah, if you say so. If you, if you put it like that, well, I put it like that. That's what we're saying. That Let's talk turkey. It's what we're talking about. They're morons. I, I swear. There's, that's why I told everybody I left the Republican Party mentally and spiritually when Obama won in 2008. Something died in me. And what died in me was the Republican Party. <laughs> when I saw him, them give him the election and then applaud him and pat this Kenyan Marxist on the back, I was, I, I'm out, guys. I'm out. You lost me here. I don't support this, and you don't speak for me. I came back a little uh, under Trump, but I was a, a nationalist was born in me. And there was always one in me, but a fervent nationalist was born in me in 2008. 
And then Trump, you know, came back and was trying to reinvigorate. Again, I tell, I love his 2016 campaign. It was great. Man, did he shake things up. Love it. God, they were scared of that guy. <laughs> it was fun to watch, man. It was a blast. I went to three of his rallies here in downtown. And I knew he was a, you know, New Yorker and businessman. I, I never put all my eggs in one basket. But I said, one thing I do like about him, he gives he, he bought us some time, and he did. I told people, get ready, because he's not going to be in there for more than four. You know, his re-election, two tards. They go, but don't you get it? It's Trump. I go, I get it, and the deep state hates his ass, and he's not going to win. I told everyone on and Irish Pirates, my witness, he's not going to win re-election. Not going to win. He didn't. I was the only one saying he wasn't. Fox News said it was in the bag. People will say, oh, I said, no, he's not. He's not. At the end of the end of the end of the count, the Democrats did exactly what I thought they would do. They came in at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. They stole the election when everyone was asleep. Well, here we're stuck with Biden. Part of Donald Trump's uh, election thing was uh, about uh, cleaning up election fraud, getting rid of election fraud. Mm-hmm. And then once he got in office, like every other thing he promised, he never mentioned it again. Um, but that was part That's of right. his whole platform was uh, getting rid of the fraud, cleaning up elections. Uh, the, he was going to drain swamp, the swamp. Right? He didn't, and the swamp mm-hmm. drained him. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, he talked about that constantly. He didn't mean a bit of it. Yeah, you know, again, I, I took Trump's like P.T. Barnum. He's like a carnival barker. Chop right up, folks. The greatest show in the world. It's, it's the it's the Trump steam Ferris wheel. Get on right now. You get a free. You know, he's like a, he's like a, a kind of a huckster, New Yorker huckster. He's good at you know saying things. I don't think he believes half what he says, to be honest. I mean, he's, he, he'll, he'll always say, we, we want to have a great country, great country. And, you know, okay, yeah. But in the same speech, he, he goes, but then he goes, I want to bring in as many people as possible into America, make it great again. Well, in his mind, I'll say, Trump, bringing in millions more people does not make America great again. That's where you lose me, baby. Every time in your world in New York or Jew York, yeah, you guys need immigrants to wash the dishes, and I get it. But the rest of the country, we don't want them. We don't need them. We have no more room for them. They're in our way. They drive with no insurance. They hit our cars. They're criminals. A lot of them are or gang or gang members. They're violent. We don't want all this crap in here. It's mongrel third world trash. Oh, I'm sure there's a rocket scientist or a poet. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's bound to be a Mexican guy that makes great tile, or he's a nice, I'm sure he's a good God-fearing R, nice people coming over, don't get me. But they're not the majority. All I see are military-age men who have hate-filled eyes and can't wait to kill us. That's what I see, you know. Hey man, the, the last thing I got for you, you were talking about the. Uh, you, you mentioned the. Uh, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to hash into that a little bit, the uh, the the Nazis who who marched through uh, to uh, Tennessee. 
Oh, that, I brought that up. Yeah, they have every right to march yeah, there. Thing. I don't know if you want to, if you want to, if you want to talk about that a little bit or what. I, I'm, I'm familiar with that. I, I, I've, I've, I, I kind, of, I somewhat know uh, some of the guys that are involved with that. Okay. Yeah, I brought it up. They have every. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, I, I already mentioned that during the show in the early part of it. Yeah, they have every right to march there. They, they have look. Nashville's famous for the MLK marches, and they've got communist marches there, and they've got marches for migrants of the invaders. They have marches for every other cause. Why can't the Nazis march? See, I'm an equal opportunity offender. They have every right to march there. And uh, I saw them on Twitter and everywhere, and, uh, yeah, what do you want to say about that? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I know the guy that organized it, or well, I mean, I, I've talked to the guy many times. He's all he's on Telegram okay. a lot, not in my chat, but in a lot of different uh, Telegram spaces and whatnot. Uh, the, the guy that organized is actually a former Marine. Uh, his name is Chris Polhouse. Mm-hmm. He's, he's it's it's I'm not doxing him. He's out there with his name. Uh, he oh, organized yeah, he it. Yeah, uh, set up his own group whatnot. Uh, I I know some of the guys that you know were there. Uh, you know, it's, uh, guess what? Wow. Every one of those guys were Trump supporters. Every one of those guys yeah. voted for Donald Trump in 2016. Uh, they all felt absolutely betrayed, like me, they felt absolutely betrayed by Trump. Uh, they realized that neither party is looking out for the white man, the white race. So they broke away from this stupid Republican, Democrat, bullshit, shit show, whatever, entertainment infotainment bullshit we watch, and they decided that no one's coming to save us. It's time for the white men to stand up and save ourselves because neither fucking party, Donald Trump included, gives a shit about the white man. That's right. I so, agree. Yeah. I totally agree. I don't, and that's why I said earlier, I said, I don't blame them. Political mm-hmm. system, which does give a shit about the white man. Um, the the two political parties don't give one rat's ass about the white man. The Republicans used to back when I was a little boy. Not anymore. No, they've gone, you know, queer, fag, and Kool Aid, and black and brown. <laughs> I mean, the whites are nothing. Are not what the Republicans want to be. They have said that they want to get away from that. They want see what they want. In D.C., they want to see a black and brown people, and they would have to be Democrat or a little more than half, and the Republicans want about 30 or 40 percent of the black and brown people, and they'll be happy because then they'll lose every election, and they can say, well, we lost, and we stood on, on, on our principles again, which I always laugh at. It's such a cringeworthy thing, and we're the loyal opposition, and we're going to support and help out the uh, reigning party, which is the Democrats. They say that they likes him. <laughs> I just go, well, we lost another one, but we stood on our principles. Oh, I just feel so warm and cozy at night going to bed thinking about our principles. Oh, great. So boring. So gay. You know, just gay. You know, the, the, the whole political thing is so gay, man. Like when you look at it, when we talk about things on a racial level, we, when we talk about yeah. things on a racial level it, it, with politics involved, you know, it wasn't that long ago when it was Republicans screaming about Democrats being racist because of Robert Byrd. Uh, like, oh, Democrats are racist. <laughs> they were the party of the Klan. 
uh, you know, like Republicans were screaming. They still scream at all these faggots like Sean Hannity. Well, Sean Hannity will have two niggers on his show and mag hats. They see, see, Democrats are racist. We love our niggers. Uh, and Democrats <laughs> do the same thing. Well, oh, well, they Trump, Trump is racist, racist. They all they do is take turns calling each other racist, 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 racist. <laughs> and I'm sitting here as a white guy saying, does anyone give a fuck about me, a white guy? <laughs> No, they don't. And I've said that they do not give one. See, the whole battle in D.C. is who is going to carve up the mongrel pie. I call it mongrel pie. When they get the whites subjugated, the the Republicans and the Democrat Marxists, are, well, the, the Republicans will say, well, you can have 60%. As long as you give us 40, you want 40% now. And the, the Democrats will say, okay, we'll give you 40%. You're a good little Republicans. Go on, go about your business. And then the Republicans are happy because they never have to govern. They never have to win. Well, they'll win their little gerrymandered districts. But they'll be now governing like a plantation lord. They can play Democrat and go, I'm now the slave master of my district. Though we lose every election, I got the most conservative blacks in the nation under my district. <laughs> and the Democrats are going to win every election. That's why I said in the monologue, we'll never see a Republican president again. The way things are set up, I know you think I'm crazy. I'm telling you, it's not going to happen with millions of people coming over here, black, brown. And what do they all say? I love Fox News goes, hey, how do you, who would you vote for? They go, I will vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> and they make those Ebonic clicks like uh, from the South Park, like, you know, the, the uh, blacks do because they can't say words. So they go, what do you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they always go, they go, I am for Biden. And it, it's just so funny. I'm going, guys, it's like classic South Park stuff. But it's real, and what's serious, it's real. And they're not going to vote for DeSantis or, uh, God forbid, a Nikki, uh, I can't stand her, or Trump. They, they never say Trump. They hate Trump uh, because Trump will, will you know, he'll, he will keep a lot of them out, which is true. Gunslinger is right about that. He did a good job. But, again, he didn't do the full job. That's where I'm coming. I'm a... It's just the German in me, okay? We like to do things either. You, you go from one extreme. If you're going to do it, if you're going to fight, you fight. Like they fought World War II. They fought World War I. Ball to the wall, right? Or you don't fight at all. You don't do things half-assed. Otherwise, you're just spinning your wheels. You're wasting your time. It's all window dressing, and it's gay and stupid. You know, America in 2024, Lincoln, is gay and retarded. It is. It's retarded. <laughs> yes, it's mental it retardation. <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah, we, we, were we have a retarded country. Some of the conservative boomers that a lot of us know about, uh, specifically about World War II, about how it's amazing how many of these people, how many of these conservative boomers don't even realize it, it's because of Hollywood, because of the media, because of Fox News, shit like that. But most of them don't even know that Russia was a communist country when we sided with oh, them in World War II. If you talk to your average conservative boomer, 
about World War II, they know four things and four things only. Normandy, Pearl Harbor, Maholocaust, and those goddamn evil Nazis. And that's all they know about World War II. That's it. <laughs> they have no fucking clue that America sided with communists to destroy the only people in the world fighting against communists. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Most Americans don't know their history, and the powers that be don't want them to know their history. And what even compounds the problem further, most Americans don't care. That's the other part of the uh, equation. So they, they, they don't want to know, they don't care, and the powers that be don't want them to know, and they don't care. And they have a, it's just this dumbing down of America, dumber, dumber. And the, and the migrants don't know anything about anything. The invaders, and they're going to be the dumbest class ever. It's already been proven. They're all low-skilled labor or criminals who don't know their ass from a hole in the ground, and they're going to need money from the government, and that's from the U.S. white taxpayer, the middle class who's going to cuck it up and be quiet and pay those taxes to feed and clothe them because we're a good Christian nation. I work with a lot of middle-class white guys. They're all conservatives, you know, and they don't mm-hmm. care. They, they don't care. I mean, they, yeah. they really don't. They don't give a shit if some nigger rapes five white women or goes and shoots up the, a parade at the Kansas City Chiefs game, they're more mm-hmm. they're more concerned about the fact that the Chiefs won. Like, yeah. the, the Chiefs won. That's the most That's important America. thing. That is way more important That's than America. white women being raped, white boys being killed. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. That's way more important. Well, they have drilled out. Look, it, I've always said, and you're right about this, Nikki, you're spot on. I've always said it's okay the media and the government encourages blacks to be tribal. They want the invaders to be tribal. La familia, stay with your culture and your creed, senor. Um, you know, uh, black and brown, they have their, their culture and their ethnicity and, they, and the food. And they always bring up these things, and they, they, they love that tribalism. Oh, but if the Europeans get together, oh, no, we don't want that kind of tribalism. Oh, uh, that's Nazi. That's uh, – and. And they, they have dumbed it out of the white. They've beaten it out of the white guys. You're, you're right. The average white guys are afraid to bring up race. Well, they're afraid to lose their job. They're afraid of being maybe arrested or doxxed. And there's a lot of fear out there. Don't ever underestimate fear. Fear is a powerful motivating force. I know guys here in the suburbs of, of Arizona who flat out told me, hey, man, I got a nice thing going. I'm in the suburbs. I got a nice big truck. Big SUV. I got some money. I got a little honey every every weekend night to hang out with and make love to, you know. And I don't want to lose all my little creature comforts, man. It's just not worth it. And they'll look at me and they'll go, "Hey, man, I'll be honest with you. I love Yvonne, but the country's gone. We know it, but we're not going to do anything about it. We're just going to go make our money. And we're the white man thinks if he makes enough money." And he has enough stuff, he's going to be protected. That's what he thinks. That's the nature. And because they have been very successful at making the white man non-tribal. It's worked. It's worked. And when, when I've always said the white liberal man and woman is, is your worst enemy. 
when they saw the tribalism, let's just say, of the whites marching there in Nashville. The whites, it's the whites that come out. I can't believe they did that. And they're all over Twitter. Now, some of them may be Democrats or, you know, Mr. Goldstein. is. But my point is a lot of these oh, whites, even even rhinos do this. Right. They did the same thing. They were bashing them. And I would pull up their dossier. Yep, you're another Republican uh, D.C. think tank. You're a Republican uh, journalist. Uh, they were all bashing this because the Republicans are afraid of being called tribalists or racists. Or uh, they 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 just disavow their skin color. They just because my my thing is, if every other race embraces their skin color and celebrates it constantly, this isn't even once a year. It's twenty four seven. And you got the other race, the whites, who disavow it constantly. The exact opposite. Who's going to win? The black brown people are going to win. They're going to be the dominant culture dominant politics because the whites are cut the whites are afraid to say i am part of a tribe i'm part of a european tribe they've beaten it out of you to where the whites you're right the white guys go oh you know and what 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 are white guys are famous for if they're not fighting for their their family or their culture or their creed they get in the sports these sports is where you mentioned the Chiefs, the Super Bowl. Uh, I, by, by the way, I knew the Chiefs were, were going to win. I surprised everybody with that prediction. Um, I knew they'd come out in the third and fourth quarter. But the white guy puts all his violence and energy in the sports, right? It's all about sports, and that's where they put it. They'll never put it in their own you know, race. They're afraid to bring up race. Remember, the white guy's been hammered last 50 years it's now in the white man and white woman's dna there's very few guys that have the gall the 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 balls and the guts to march in nashville out in the open even with a mask on and i don't blame them for having a mask on because they've what what do we say the local prosecutor already wants to dox them and wants to prosecute them Already, you know, they're already, well, they, it'll probably never get, get off the ground, but they mentioned it several times. I'm following that. I'm following this whole thing, man. Yeah, that's, and that's what they do, legal law. You know, you're, you're talking about, you're talking about uh, you know, getting docs, stuff like that. I've said on your show before, uh, you know, you, you talked about getting docs. You talked about losing your job. That happened to me twice. You know, I've, I've said mm-hmm. before on your show, I got docs and fired from two jobs. Both times I got fired from my job after I got doxxed, I was fired by conservatives, not liberals. I was fired by conservatives. And I wasn't even a white nationalist. I'm a white nationalist. Now, I wasn't at the time. They drove Mm -hmm. me toward white nationalism because they didn't give a fuck about me. Uh, Conservatives are the ones who fired me for going out and – and actually fighting the communists. Antifa, conservatives fired me for that. Not some shit lib. They, some shit lib didn't fire me. Conservatives fired me for that. <laughs> yeah. And then people I know. I've always said conservatives. Yeah. Well, the white liberal and the white rhino, the ones that fired you, worst offenders. Because the white rhino is really. Uh, I hate them more like you do because they they talk a big game 
But when it comes right down to it, they're afraid of being, I don't want to be associated with Lincoln or Vaughn or that crew over there. I'm better. I embrace MLK. You know, I saw some uh, things that came out. I, I do, do some consulting here in town with a, with, with a firm, and I saw the white v, VP. Now, again, I know they almost have to do this because in, our, in America today, if you're a white guy, if you don't send out that email, and I was watching what they were going to do on MLK Day that Monday, a few weeks back, he goes, oh, and, and there's Martin Luther King. <laughs> I'm going, there it is. There, right on cue. I was just thinking, there's the email about MLK. There wasn't, he didn't go off in the deep end, but he had to put it out there. And I noticed all the blacks came in with their IMs and and they were posting little things and looking, who's going to upvote me? Are any whites going to upvote me? And I was silent. I didn't say a word. I was just like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And I just, you know, you know, I still do some work for them. And I was just like, yeah, uh-huh. It's, but it's just you know, like we're losing. We, we have lost the country. We've lost the culture war. We've lost, we, we no longer have a political party. I couldn't agree more, Lincoln. Hey, man, thanks a lot for calling the show. We'll uh, talk on Telegram. I will meet up with you guys on there. I tried a few times, and my timing was off, but we'll make it happen, man. Always always fun talking to you. Hey, the, hey the, I only got one really quick thing for you left, mm-hmm. man. Uh, did you see the uh, Google Gemini uh, AI that they came out with? Have you seen that story the last – no, no, yeah, it does not well. make white people only black people, and it's it's programmed like that on purpose. Yep, part of what we're talking yep. about tonight. So Again, we're out. There, uh, show me a Viking. It's some nig. If you say show me a founding father, it's some <laughs> nig. Say, show me a, yeah. show me a uh, a happy white woman. She's with the nig. Uh, if you show if you whatever you type in, it's a nig. If you type in, show me, uh, show me uh, good food, then it's some fucking shit slop Indian. <laughs> or some soul food slop. Soul food no slop, white, yeah. No, no white anything. It, uh, yeah. Not only was they kings, but they was Vikings, and they was, they was founding fathers. Like, founding, uh, picture that word. We're, we're, we're talking about blacks and the word father. I mean, like they, they can't father their own fucking children, but they, they're the founding fathers of this country. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. No, I saw that. And, the, and, uh, and Google that is guy owned by Jews, by the way. <laughs> they are. Google is owned by a Jew. That's a fact. And the, and the, and the guy that did that is a Jewish engineer. Uh, surprise, surprise. Yep. Uh, he's a, he's a anti-white. Now, this, folks, I'm not making this up. This is an actual truism. He's an anti-white militant activist. I've read many of his postings this week. He's been all over the news. This guy is white with like a Polish name, but he hates white. And this is what I'm talking The ones I said that are white liberal activists white. or white rhinos, they are the worst. Yeah, or a Jewish guy with, yeah, they are the worst offenders. And... Guys like him that are of Jewish descent, they hate whitey anyway. You know, I mean, it's it's just in their D, it's in their DNA. And he's got into Google, he programmed it, 
and he made a big splash. And I've read his post. This is all an agenda. It's an agenda-driven thing. It is. And it's only going to get worse. It's not going to get better, folks. It's going to get worse. So I've told you out there in the suburbs, in the inner city, and wherever you're at tonight, just be on guard. Keep your head on a swivel. These people are feeling that they're getting critical mass, and I've always said when they get critical mass, which is 51% of the population, and they're, they're getting that probably now, uh, all hell's going to break, break loose at some point, and you've got to get ready and, be, uh, and watch your back out there. Watch your 6 o'clock. Don't turn your back on anybody. It's, it's worse. You know, it's bad enough with your own kind, but definitely don't turn your back on people who hate you. You're just asking for problems. Lincoln, awesome call as always, man. <laughs> you have a great night, my friend. Damn straight. Damn straight. Thanks, Lincoln. Awesome, man. Great, great call. We'll get Irish Pirate here on in a minute. Well, there you have it, America. There you have it. You're hearing it from the real streets of America. It's how people feel about Trump and the race war and the culture war. Lincoln represents many, many people with the same mindset. We agree on many things. It's not even like I even try. I don't even try to dig. There's no digging at my studio. I just pull up a screen and go, okay, what they blow up? And who hates Whitey today is always what I think about. Who hates whites more today? Is it a celebrity? Or is, it a, or is it a politician? Or in, in this week it was the Google guy. Okay, so he's the new poster boy for anti-whiteness in America. I never thought as a little boy that I would that my country would turn against me and my European roots, and we're the ones that built the country and founded the country. How fucked up is that? And part of my French, but. Sometimes, like I told people, only profanity really conveys the meaning I want it to convey. This is an adult audience. You know what I mean. Well, Lincoln, we thank you, and this song is for you.
love that. World War II song there, Kamaraden. Well, Lincoln had a great call, as usual. Well, let me tell you this. Like I told you in the monologue, and we'll get Irish Pirate on here, our tech wizard here in a moment. What the militant Democrat left and the militant Democrats are mad about, and even the rhino cuck Republicans, I told you this before, they do not want to see the white man organizing on any level in this country whatsoever. They'll say, how dare you? Just how dare you even think about that? Don't you know you're supposed to be a white cuck and you're supposed to accept and embrace your demise? Don't you know you're supposed to shut up and let the woman of color speak at the company meeting? Don't you know you're supposed to give up your house to migrants and give them the keys? And you're supposed to be homeless? Don't you know that you're, allowed, you're supposed to let your daughter get raped at knife point, and you're supposed to watch it and enjoy it? Don't you know you're supposed to allow yourself to be carjacked by ghetto thugs and all the inner cities of America and shanked and knifed? Don't you know you're supposed to allow yourself to, for people to have legal lawfare against you, which they do use now today more than ever? Well, the militant left, as I said before, encourages. They say it's okay, and they love it when brown people organize and migrants organize and, and blacks organize. The media in our country loved it when the Black Panthers organized. Oh, they, they sang songs about them, and they thought they were wonderful. Media loved it. But when the Nazis got together because they were getting encroached on, can't have that. Can't have any, even a European heritage group. Well, too racist. Remember, whatever the whites do, you'll notice it's racist, anti-Semitic, not supposed to happen. The militant left wants only black and brown races to organize. They want to take over America from within. They cannot stand anyone standing up to them. And for this act alone, that mortal sin, the militant left will seek to punish whoever they can find that dares to stand up against them. If you're a white man and you stand up, be careful. My best advice, right now, right now, I tell people they have to wear the mask because there's too many enemies out, out there that will make their life a living hell. I've always told you, we, the media is not on our side. The courts are not on your side. The press corps is not on your side. The government's not on your side. No one's on your side but your own kind that you personally have vetted. Just because someone's white does not mean they're going to go with your program. Most whites are brainwashed in our country. They're well-meaning, but again, a lot of them know what's going on. I've talked to them. And they're deathly afraid of any consequences. They've already got, they're already set up in the suburbs. And you know what? You can't blame them. I mean, look, I've always said the next generation are the only ones. If you have nothing and you haven't really made a lot of money or you don't have a portfolio or a big real estate or you don't own, you know, three or four rental properties and you're just starting out as a young 18 to 25-year-old guy, that's they're 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 the ones hate to say it that have to carry the heavy weight because the older people are set 
and established, and they don't want to risk a damn thing. And that's the bottom line. Now, they'll sympathize, and they might send some money to organizations. You can count on that. But beyond that, don't expect much because they're established. They see the demise of the country, and they're just rolling right along with it. And by the way, this ties in with what I was going to also mention, State Farm. You know, State Farm and Jake, remember those commercials? Well, Jake went from white to black. (laughs) Jake was also replaced on the State Farm commercials. So Jake now is Jamal. I call him Jamal from State Farm, but they call him Jake. We can't even have Jake wearing khakis now, and it has to be a black guy. Now, he's a very affable black guy. He's a good actor, but I'm just saying, I don't blame the guy. Look, the guy gets paid money. He's going to take the part. He doesn't give a rat's ass about what the whites think. But my point is, the corporate America, you see what they do? They replaced Jake right in front of your face. They, that was a very successful ad camp campaign. And what do they do? Well, it's, not, it's not multicultural enough. Let's change it. Let's put Jamal in there. And now State Farm, the last several years, it's not been that white guy. It's that, you know, that kind of pudgy uh, mid-30s or 40-year-old white guy. It's definitely a black guy. So you see that happening, too. Uh, it's all over the board. It's just one thing. Again, I don't even have to look that far. Uh, I see this thing all the time. I've always said a black swan event or a major undertaking is going to happen to uh, this this uh, country. Uh, you should always be prepared. We mentioned our international audience, that 16% of all listeners are a that are across the pond or in foreign countries. Now, 84% of our audience is domestic America. The rest are overseas. I told you that the world is very hungry for real news and real callers in America with real emotions and real thoughts and real feelings about what's really going on. And that's why this, sh- this show is reality 101 for many people. And I am Mr. Reality, and I would love well, I would have in no other way, Mr. and Mrs. America. Tonight, we want to thank again the Irish Pirate for the fun packs. Not one, not two, but three new audio tracks for the show. We played some tonight. And with all that ado, we all, we all know the New World Order mantra is out of chaos order. And we'll bring on the Irish Pirates to uh, enlighten us further. Irish Pirate, welcome to the Von Weekend Show, sir, you're now on the air. How are you doing tonight? Now, uh, good evening from the latest compound from the Irish Pirate. Nice. That's a. I uh, yeah. This one's even harder to get into than the previous. <laughs> Where is your secret compound located in the valley? I don't need the address, but just the in the valley. Uh, definitely mm. north side. North side. I've, all, I, right. all my compounds yep. have been on the north side. I can still get into the old one too. But, okay. Uh, we're, I guess cool. we're just a, we're we're acquiring uh, more room. I guess would be the term for it. Good. And well, then it comes from the uh, terrible treatment that I've received uh, since. Let's see. It was October 15. I had a heart attack, and uh, oh, didn't get along right. too well with my employers there. So I sent out mm-hmm. a few resumes. Everybody wants to hire me, not just one or two of them. And uh, I've had to talk to them all. And so the latest thing that now happens 
Um, I just had a bout with a phone company today, and I'll just make this short. Uh, They did a lot of nasty things like phone companies do. They don't tell you what's in the fine print. They don't even give you the fine print. They tell you you're supposed to get online and read it, and then they don't give you a great way to get online and read it. (laughs) So after Mm -hmm. I got done telling them how terribly they've treated me, my next month's bill to what they're going to charge me went down, you're not going to believe this, $355. Ouch. It, it went from 100 and something to negative 100 and something. Oh. Think of yes. Hmm. Yeah. And that was me telling them how bad and screwed up they were, that they literally said sorry about that. Wow. And so, yeah. So in a, in a situation where uh, I ended up kind of out of employment for about a quarter, I then mm-hmm. turn around and at least make it so I don't have to pay my phone bill for the next month or two. So hmm. that'll be nice. Nice. Um, anyway. Very nice. So, uh, so yeah. where this leads and what I want to explain, the biggest problem most Americans have is that they're willing to stay at home and, you know, or bring that uh, lunchbox to work or whatnot. And what they've forgotten is what's in their best interest. If you're Ooh. a working man, what's in your best interest? Number one, your independence is your best interest. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to do what you need to do to be able, we're assuming you're at most people I know you have a family. If you're at a reasonable age, for those Mm -hmm. of you that don't have one, you should be able to invest. You should be able to do some things and you're not, they're telling you, you shouldn't even be interested. They're telling you that the best thing you could do is play first person shooter games with all your friends yelling out obscenities for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, that is the biggest joke on the planet. And so the mm-hmm. problem is, what are your enemies doing while you're doing exactly what you think you should be doing? The answer is they're doing exactly what they think they should be doing, mm-hmm. which is kill right. you. Yeah, which yep. is kill you dead. That's what they want. It's just an, another day for yep. them. And so, yeah. yeah, I mean, power is not enough. The average American to the the person that controls governments is now a very high liability to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the they're not a high liability to the government, although the governments are starting to realize that too. But the governments are all broke, so I'm not sure exactly what one person could mean to that. They would just want to find a way to blame somebody else on the way out. But Mm -hmm. the person that's telling the government what to do, that has so much money or so much clout, the only thing they're interested in is getting rid of all these people that they cannot control. And the worst thing that could ever happen to them is you personally, the listener to this show, gain their independence and say, you know, I know beginning in 2017, I I learned this today on InfoWars, that – Google Gemini, which I guess was a subscription service that you have to use. Yes, we were just talking about that with with uh, yeah. with Lincoln. How yeah. dare you make a likeness of white people? How dare you? Oh, it's worse than that. <laughs> uh, they even made they even made Mark Zuckerberg black. That, that's their history. If you if you say show me a picture of Mark Zuckerberg years ago, he was black. Classic. According to Gemini. <laughs> oh I mean, my God. That's just amazing. Even even the bad that guys is. now. 
can't be white. Now, as, as soon as whatever happens in this country goes down, the bad guys can't be white either. The good guys can't be white. The bad guys can't be white. Nobody was white, apparently. Yep. It's, black, I mean, black, black, brown, brown, brown. That's what they want. Yeah. They're literally rewriting history so that you will never figure out how to be independent again. That's right. And, uh, that's, that's right. The they want to beat out of you. you have to be, hard part is you have to be interested now. You have mm-hmm. to be interested in saying, look, they're going to take away everything. I mean, if they didn't kill you with yeah. a shot and they didn't kill you with – uh, all the junk they put in your water and your air and everything, which is unbelievable mm-hmm. what's out there mm-hmm. now. I mean, feel free to test anything for anything. Uh, you're not going to like it. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't be trying to live. You shouldn't try to be independent. Even Von mm-hmm. Wehunt has said several times on this show, the best revenge you can get is to live well. Well, to live well That's means right. you need to be independent of your enemies. You can't yes. be fighting your enemies every single day. You need to be able mm-hmm. to be free from them and choose your battles, such as what I did with a <clears throat> major phone carrier today. And, yeah, they screwed mm-hmm. up and they admitted it. They admitted that they shouldn't have done it that way. Well, wow. it's not the phone company I'd really like to take it to. There's some people out there. And, no, it's not my previous employer either. <laughs> they actually sent me a text and asked me if I would come back. Uh, last week, mm-hmm. um, that was about 91 days too late when I said mm-hmm. I was ready and available to work. I can't believe they did that. I really, they, they honestly could not put together 91 days. Every day to them is so much the same. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm freaked out over the fact that you can lose that track of that much of what's going down. I mean, <sighs> if I lose... 91 hours of what's going on on this planet, I start making mistakes. <laughs> Seriously, not 91 days. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I, have, oh. I have to keep reading up on, on what's out there just ahead of me mm-hmm. so I don't fall into it. And, yes, I'm still yeah. teaching kids, even though I've been working. Well, last, uh, I, I did a 10-day stretch where I worked – no, an 8-day stretch where I worked 80 hours and taught mm-hmm. the kids, and went to a tournament, and, and, and. I just didn't sleep because mm. it was too important to get back on my feet. I'm, I was worth that. My lady called me nuts. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, but I'm not doing it now. Now I'm packing 42 hours into three days. <laughs> God. I used to do it over four God. days. But now it's going to be three days. So at least I got four days off, effectively. And I could do that. Even at my age, mm-hmm. which I am the same age that Gunslinger mentioned himself earlier in the program. Um, okay. At least year for year. I, uh, I think we're apart by about six months or so. But um, Oh, wow. The neat cool. thing is, yeah, well, I'll give you a hint. I, when I was applying to jobs, and one of them still out there considering they're really slow, really corporate in their nature, uh, I had to check a box that said I'm not under 40. I mean, that's mm-hmm. at least they asked. But the other right, thing that's freaking right. me out is, is the HR thing, you know, knowing your enemy. I don't know where these people that are running corporate offices, that they're clueless. And the same thing is true for the vast majority of the clients that I've ever uh, worked security for a company. Mm-hmm. Their clients are coming out with an endless stream of dunderheads. Mm-hmm. And this goes all the way back to 1989 when I first started doing, you know, 
security as a civilian. And mm-hmm. it's amazed me the people that they deal with and what they think and what mm-hmm. they say. Um, so what I'm seeing is HRs. They want to hire me. Okay, great. I used to deal in Las Vegas for years. Well, if a casino is interested in you now, they will ask you, not kidding, for the certificate of the school that you learned to deal in. The years of experience do not matter to them. They, they wanted to know, since I checked that box under 40, not true, right? I'm, I'm over 40. Mm-hmm. They, wanted the, they wanted my uh, high school diploma because they didn't know what, how else to be able to test me for proficiency at whatever job I was applying for. Mm-hmm. which the one that I would be best at, actually, I don't think they're going to let me because I can't, I certainly can't come up with that certificate. The, the dealer school in <laughs> Las Vegas, which was on Fremont Street, yeah, long since plowed right. under and revamped. Yeah, uh-huh. that, uh, the guy that ran it's been dead 20 years. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I mean, right, certainly right. not now. So the question would be, why does this matter when I have years of experience? If you put right. me on a table and I ran a practical, you know, let's say mm-hmm. you know, the number one thing they want right now is craps because that's the number one, I think, mm-hmm. money maker, and it's the hardest to deal. Uh, just to let your audience know how much I know about the gaming industry, uh, the typical mm-hmm. 21 dealer lasts in Las Vegas 15 months. The typical really? dice dealer lasts, oh, yeah, that's average. And then the typical dice dealer lasts five times that. Huh. And it, it's, it's number Why one is that that? You, the game. Number one is yeah. the complexity of the game. Number two, the moves you make with the chips matter. Yeah, there's not mm-hmm. much you can do when you come to a 21 table and, and you're just playing around with dollars. And, you know, you're going to double. Yeah. And double yeah that, that's, there's not much you can really do to look proficient doing that. But yeah. It's pretty boring. Well, check this out. When I broke in in Las Vegas, we were dealing quarter craps at midnight. <laughs> craps is, Back yeah, in the day. Back in the day, a hundred, you know, a one hundred division factor from twenty five dollars. Yeah, you could play now. And the crap sale will go. Guess what? Nobody knows how to do twenty fives in the math column, right? Mm-hmm. One time, I'll tell you this: at Sam's Town, which I did deal at, they better. Mm-hmm. Hey, employer, you better <laughs> listen to this one. I used to deal at Sam's. What Town. year was Try that? that? Try that oh goodness, nineteen ninety four. I believe. Yeah. Okay. okay. So okay. this happened we got in 1994, I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, the, uh, a dealer came up to me. And he was so happy. He said, I just paid $305 on a, on a somebody rolled a five. You know, he bet it and, and hit it. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a place bet, by the way. So it was seven for mm-hmm. every five. And I took one listen. And I said, and I, I'll be honest, I don't know my times tables that high, 305, mm-hmm. whatever. But I did. The, the divisibility for seven test that nobody taught mm-hmm. you in school. They taught you threes and fives and fours, and, but you can do it for every prime number. It, and mm-hmm. they don't teach you that. I don't know why. It's easy. But anyway, I did the seven, and, uh, which is slash the five, double it, subtract the 30, you get 20. And I'm going like, it mm-hmm. should have been 21. Yeah, if, if this is divisible by seven, the trick should have made 21, proving it's divisible by seven. So I said, dude, you should have paid him 315. You owe him 10 bucks. <laughs> if you run out and get him and show it to him, I bet he splits it with you. And yeah. to me, that's the yeah. American way. 
That's that's a it is. Us full circle. It that's is. The I plan. agree. Customer that's service. That's a win-win. That's a win-win, baby. I brought Irish that will up. talk on the next. Oh, I love that, that's man. No, I want to hear more about your Vegas. Yeah, I want to hear more about your Vegas thing on like the next show. I brought that up at a recent job interview when they asked me what is customer service. Uh, it was Love certainly that. not knowing the customer's race or gender or you no know, no if if the company owes dude ten bucks go get it to him. That's the American <laughs> way. Thank you very much. Anyway, I agree. Yeah. So thank you, Irish. We got roll. We, we were down to two and a half minutes here, man. I appreciate it. Next next uh, week, call me, and have, we have will. You listened, Von Weon, have you listened to any of the fun pack stuff I sent you? Because those don't come I in have. one song at a time. Those come in packs. I heard them all. I heard them all. Okay, you've heard They're them all. awesome. I am so looking and forward to And I emailed to you back. Those. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I played some so, tonight. I'll place them on the next show. Absolutely. I love them, man. Love them. Thanks so much. I, I raised I raise my soda in your honor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Have a great night, buddy. Love you, man. Good night. Have a great night. Good night. Irish Pirate and the Fun Packs. Yeah, we will talk more about Irish Pirate. Well, that Samstown thing is kind of interesting. Well, we're down to two minutes here, folks. I hate to rush the show. I can talk to Irish for an hour. When we And we shall in the future. Um, okay. Folks, great show tonight. Great calls. Our last one here is a, is a good one from the tech wizard, Irish Pirate. But the boogeyman in America, as you all know, is the Aryan white supremacist, right? what the media wants you to believe. Well, I would tell you this. I would have been a Nixon man in the White House back in the day. Me and Tricky Dick Nixon would have conquered the world, and we would have dictated war and peace to friend and foe alike. The most precious possession you have in this world is your own people. And for this people, and for the sake of this people, we will struggle and fight and never slacken, never tire, Never lose courage and never lose faith, my friends. Thank you from Valhalla Studios in Arizona, the Von Weehan Show. Another great broadcast day. We love you all. We'll talk to you soon, I promise you, all year long in this turmoil and tumultuous year, the year of the dragon, 2024. Good night.
Ooh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Is that your new Lexus RX? RX plug-in hybrid. So it runs all electric. Yeah, for short trips. And can switch to gas for long. Wow. What does your range anxiety therapist say? Dr. Feeney? Uh-huh. He says my RX cured me. No more range anxiety therapy. Nope. Well, you're an inspiration to us all. The best-selling Lexus RX lineup. Now with a plug-in hybrid. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.